smell something, man. You smell something? I smell, I smell, I smell pussy! I make you laugh. I'm here to fucking amuse you. Ah, oh, hell, I don't want to talk about this shit. I've got something to show you. Today's a good day to die. Is it bigger than a baby's arm? Coming in! It's gonna be Kawabunga. Told you. With spectacles, testicles, bullet, and watch. I'm the walking dead. Are you gonna kill him or not? <clears throat> Only I want his balls. <laughs> no new taxes. You can take that, thank Electricity killed my parents! Nobody's perfect. Shit! I'm a politician, which means I'm a cheat and a liar. And when I'm not kissing babies, I'm stealing their lollipops. I enraged I am. Enraged I am, I am. Now you're the wrong guy in the wrong place at the wrong time. Big one did it. Story of my life. So we're like Robin Hood in this instance. Yeah. And I'm sure I fuck. You! <laughs> Sorry, Quaid. Your whole life is just a dream. There are several sacred things in this world that you don't ever mess with. One of them happens to be another man's fry. I'm gonna tell you again, Steve. You shut the fuck up! The man's 50 years old! Shut up! You shut up! Hey, fuck you, Pat! We're with you all the way! Talk hard! You're starting to believe what they're writing about you, aren't you? Let me tell you what you really are. You thought wrong! You wrote a 15-year-old boy straight through his grave. Push things in here. Don't react too well to much. And the rest of us, straight to hell. Don't you want it? Don't you want it? Don't you want it? You ain't my fucking father. Hey, Steve. Hey, Steve. Hey, Steve. Hey, I think we probably should have recorded all of that at the beginning. That would have been too big an intro, but yeah. Yeah, outtake material. Okay, right, let's get rolling then. <clears throat> right, hello everybody, welcome to Film Utopia. I am Stephen, and with me is Benjamin Pegley. Hello. Hello everybody, hello Stephen, hello Sean. Oh, sorry, you haven't introduced Sean. You can do yeah, it. I'm here, by the way. How's it going? <laughs> yeah, and then Sean. Right, ben. All right. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Uh, <laughs> that saves me a job. So, yeah, yeah well, uh, hey guys, welcome to year four of Film Utopia. Four years, well, Ooh. our fourth year that we're now beginning. So, excellent. And as I said on the, uh, the sort of ending shows of last year, we're going to strip it back a little bit because we went a little bit too crazy with the commentaries last year. So, we're going to definitely put the brakes on that for a bit. Um, but generally, we're going to th- cover the same sort of stuff that we normally do each year. You know, years, directors, top tens. Uh, we've got plenty of stuff to come. And we've 
all but planned out the entire year, haven't we? Now that I think about it. Yes, we have, Steve. Yes, we have. Yeah. <laughs> but I won't spoil everything yeah. now. We'll, we'll have to see, you know, as it comes, because I'm sure most things are subject to change. Um, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. But what we are going to be pushing this year is the social media and our YouTube channel, which Benjamin very kindly set up for us. We are going to try and uh, push some uh, uh, original content on there. Uh, I'm going to be doing videos of uh, top 10 stuff and lists and things like that that will um, accent things that we've done in the past in particular, but also the things that we do going forward. I don't know what Ben has in mind uh, for what he's going to be putting on there, but hopefully we should be delivering some material. But as time goes on, we're still in the early stages of that, and I have a really shit computer, so I'm going to be doing a lot of audio-based stuff um, that I will then edit with uh, images to go uh, to go together with them. So we're going to see how that goes. Um, any more notes on that, Ben? Before we go mm, forward? Mm, no, not really. Um, yeah, it's uh, obviously Film Utopia. Um, yeah, you just look out for our big, lovely yellow Fu uh, logo, and that should be the right channel. Excellent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, can't wait. But today, as we always do at the beginning of the year, we talk about a previous year. And this was Sean's grab for this one. And do you want to tell him what year we're doing, Sean? Yeah, I was just thinking, like, was it actually my turn? I mean, I definitely picked this year, but uh, uh, never mind. Um, I picked 1990, uh, and the, the main reason for that is it's the first year that I can recall now where I was definitely keenly aware of what was going on in the cinema and what was coming out. And um, not so much because I went to the cinema a lot, but because of things like sticker books and toys and marketing and posters and, you know, um, advertisements inside comics and magazines and things like that. Oh, wow. Um, And I I think it might have been a couple of years before this, because I think um, I remember Batman being everywhere, you know. Um, But to put it in perspective, I was about eight in 1990, maybe nine. Um, so I was very young, and a lot of these films that came out this year, I will have uh, I will have seen them in the, the the years following as they came on TV, or one you know one or two I will have gone to cinema to see. My parents took me, um, and then when I've gone back to look, oh you know what about Tremors and what about this film? I've I've found that like a huge swathe of them are from 1990. So I thought, fuck, let's do that. So this this year, despite the fact that. You know, I can I can acknowledge that a lot of the films we're going to talk about that I'll speak, you know, praise highly aren't, aren't particularly great films. They did have a big impact on me at the time, and I think it was just down to the fact that I was aware that Gremlins Two, for example, was coming out. And then when I finally saw it, it sort of you know it, it made a connection in my head. It's like, yeah, good to see Gremlins Two. Um, so yeah, that's that's really the only reason. It's quite an important year for me. I started to really sort of pay attention at this point and uh, moving forward and for my love of film. Mm. I can can follow on from that very nicely because it's a very similar kind of story. And I'll go even more in depth when we get to January, when we cover that. But um, this, I'm 14 at the time, so I have like Mm. a paper round or something in the village. You know, my first job. So I'm earning my own money and I'm spending that money on uh, a film magazine that I got into, which was called Starburst. And uh, it was mainly yes. uh, sci- science fiction, a little bit of horror and fantasy um, magazine. So I'm reading up on, and just looking at this year, things like um, Predator 2, Total Recall, Terminator stuff as well, um, anything like that, Tremors, 
um, I'm going to be reading up about and uh, actively making uh, moves to going to see them in the cinema. So this is the age yeah, where, yeah. I, where, where I get to actually go to the cinema by myself while the, the folks go off shopping. We'd go off to a place called Colchester in uh, Essex in the UK and uh, I'd be like, right, can I go to the cinema finally because I haven't been for like eight years <laughs> and, um, and I'd be allowed to go. So I saw things like Back to the Future 3, Die Hard 2, which I saw underage. Gremlins 2 came out this year as well. I got to see that. So, so it is, it's me becoming much, much more active but on a limited level but I'm definitely soaking up through uh, magazines and that would explode in a couple exactly. of years when, when, when yeah. i started buying all the magazines that came out um but that's a, a story for another year but i've got I'll, i've got an extension of this um but i'll, I'll wait till we get to the uh, the january picks um and i'll let ben chat well see conversely and in complete opposition to you guys <laughs> 1990 was a terrible terrible year for me in cinema because uh, it was the year that i went off up to liverpool uh, to go to music uh, college, and uh, and so my kind of cinema going w- took a took quite a nosedive from how it had been up in the eighties, uh, you know, up to that point. And um, so uh, yeah, and of course, uh, you know, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to go on about it again. But there were a couple of kind of vivid Rocky Five, cin- <laughs> Rocky Five, um, vivid cinema experiences that I did go to, which were shite. And uh, so, yeah, so when Sean picked 1990, I kind of, my initial thing was to, like, I just inwardly groaned. I was like, oh, fucking hell, you know, there's just nothing there. (laughs) Now, and that isn't true, right? And uh, to be fair, that isn't true. There's a ton of good films in 1990 that I like, so we'll get to it. But, uh, but, you know, it was like, initially, I, I felt it, I remembered it as like a, oh, you know, after the high of sort of 87 and, you know, all that sort of thing. I, I oh. you know, it just felt like a real downer year for me. But actually, there was some, there's some good stuff in, in that year. So we'll yeah. get to it. Yeah. Well, we'll press right on then and go to January. And what we're going to do with each month is basically each of us will go p- pick out films that we well just want to mention, um, either because they were very good or fucking terrible, or there's a story to go with them. Um, I am going to go to Sean first because the first one I can see on this list. Although the film, I think, was made many years previous to 1995. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, is the uh, film Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, which I have never seen. Really? I've mm. never seen it. And I don't know mm. why. I mean, I like Rooker. Um, I know. Love uh, Rooker. John McNaughton. Yeah, you know, I, th- I know he went on to do wild things like that. <laughs> I know Ben likes that too. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, this one it, it 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 didn't appeal to me. I thought, oh, is this one of the uh, you know really really low budget um, driller killer type things with like, just some nasty scenes of torture and violence or something? Um, I have no idea. But, I, but I've never I've never checked it out. But uh, Sean, do tell. Yeah. So so obviously you know as a as a in the 1990s i was a total fucking edgy you know black wearing teenager um who was very into fucking horror and just anything edgy and scary and all that kind of shit and i'd found a um i'd found a book a second hand book and it was called um i think it was called art of the nasty and it had uh, video covers um cover art for basically splatter films basically mm. b-movie splatter films and I, I think i might have read i think there was a, a segment about henry and i'd read about it I, th- I think that's where i'd first heard about it but basically it was one of those films it was interesting that you mentioned driller killer it was it was one of those films that had this sort of air of kind of you know renown about it 
And obviously, years later, and uh, it's because of the fact that it was made in '85, and it, it, they couldn't seal a distributor. And the um, the old wives' tale is obviously that it was so shocking, so nasty that you know nobody wanted to fucking touch it. Um, I don't know how true that is, to be honest with you. I think it was more to do with the fact that it was it was an independent made film and just really low budget and. And it's also less than an hour and a half. I think it's only like 80 minutes long or something. But um, at some point, it, it would have been more towards the late 90s, 97, I'd, I'd, uh, it got uh, re, re, redistributed, re-released on VHS, and I grabbed a copy and watched it at the time. And to be honest with you, I like a lot of those films. Like, um, you know, I know I, I sent you guys a picture of uh, a Blu-ray I'd got of Cannibal Ferox. Um, oh, yeah. Like a lot of those films, it's sort of. I remember at the time thinking, you know, given that the the reputation it had, if you re- read about it in magazines, it really wasn't that that OTT. You know, I'd seen yeah. like um, Hollywood horror films that were, I thought were more shocking or more graphic than than Henry, um, and I, I I pretty much forgot about it. It, it. it didn't it didn't make a negative impact on me. It's just it it didn't it didn't you know. Um, it didn't blow me away either, but I watched mm. it again recently, and and I've got to say, you know, knowing more about what I know now about the fact it it was just sort of shoestring budget. I think it was less than a million. I think it cost to make. I, I, I think even less than tens of thousands. I think it was one of those weird ones like El Mariachi, um, which I think was seven thousand dollars or something like that. Um, right. The performances are so good, and the um, and and it and it re- it's the it's the it's more the the suggestion and the the concepts that happen in it as opposed to the what's displayed on the screen to you like the the you know the the brother and the sister and you know him sort of training the brother up or or rather you know hanging out with him and involving him in in sort of killings and murders and the fact that he has a, he has some form of a code even though it's never really mentioned and the brother who's recently out of prison is a complete and utter fucking wrong and and um and you know, obviously, it culminates with him raping his sister at the end, and then being saved by Henry. Um, it, it was pretty, pretty damn powerful, and I, it is up there now for me. This this film. You know, the other thing. Yeah. I, so, so the other thing I should have mentioned earlier is, at the time in the nineties, I thought it was a dramatization of um, Henry Lee Lucas, the real life serial killer, and I think right. it was even marketed as that, uh, but it isn't. Obviously, it's yeah. got nothing to do. Yeah. You know, it was. Uh, I think in the UK, it was only released uncut for the first time in two thousand and one. Well, that might have been the time I saw it. Actually, maybe yeah, it wasn't. So, so, so it was all the way up that time, deals. like when I when I first saw it, when I first saw it, there was there were whole chunks of it that weren't even in the film. There there were some really, uh, you know, like like sort of what, what classic bits. Well, I say classic bits. That's a terrible way to say it. But um, there were some very sort of uh, infamous bits infamous that were scenes, completely yeah. not even there. You know, it was it was butchered, absolutely butchered for one of them. Thank you, James Furman. <laughs> Thank you, James Furman. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, much in the in in the way that all the um, like the Bruce Lee films were just whole sections gone. You know, um, so yeah, uh, without any narrative care, just yeah, you no, know, without, take with, that out, yeah, just yeah. gone, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, with the cannibal stuff, a lot of those films ended up on ban lists just because they had the word cannibal in the title, they didn't actually look at the damn films, yeah. Well, that, yeah. well, yeah, the, but the, the whole obviously, this is a long, you know, I mean, the, the the whole video nasty stuff in the early 80s, um, that whole stuff that's that's a that's an interesting podcast in in and of itself that we could do if you guys fancy it, it, yeah. I'm well, oh, up there's for, definitely um, a couple of interesting documentaries on the uh subject as well which are definitely worth yeah. watching. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm hey, going to leap to the yeah. I'm going to leap to the end of the month from my pick, which is Tremors. It might be Ben's as well. Um, and I'll continue my story about me getting much more invested in the cinema. This I remember this film uh, because uh, at the same time, this is when I started to record, not watch, record on video America's Top Ten, which was on at like three o'clock in the morning on ITV. Um, Casey Kasem. Yeah. Uh, so you just have the voice of Casey Kasem and then just like the top 10, but it would also give you like two or three trailers of things that were up and coming. So this is when I first saw the uh, trailer for like Predator 2 and um, I think maybe even like a Terminator 2 one. But I remember T- uh, Tremors standing out as the first film that I saw in the top 10 that I was excited about because they showed a clip of it. And the clip was, um, well, well, you know, when, the, when they're all on the rooftops of the buildings and then, they, they, you know, the, the big slugs are trying to attack them and, uh, and and some guy's hiding on top of his caravan and he gets knocked over and he runs across the ground and hides inside a big tire. <laughs> um and, uh, and that was the clip that it got showed. And, you know, he's getting screamed at by Fred Ward and Kevin Bacon. And I'm like, oh, that looks so exciting. I can't wait to see that. So, and that was an effort because you remember back in the day, you'd have um, your VHS videotapes, but you could, uh, if you had a good enough player, you could record on short play or long play. And long play mm-hmm. basically doubled the length of tape that you had. So if you had a, a video cassette, quality, yeah. Yeah, half its quality. But if you had one that was were, that was uh, three hours long, you could get six hours of record time. So I could go to bed at 10 and record right through till four o'clock in the morning. So I would get to uh, record the program, you know, once a week and then watch it back. Um, yeah, but Tremors itself... Or you could have... You could have just programmed it to start recording at three. Oh, I didn't have a machine that was that good at the time. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, Tremors, it's one that I know own on uh, Arrow Video released a, a decent version of it mm. on Blu-ray. Um, they may have done a 4K version as well, actually. But I got that with lots of lovely extras. So, it's still one that I enjoy watching. I didn't deep dive too hard on the sequels. I've seen... Definitely the second one, then I think one or two of the others, and then just sort of lost interest. But the original still is what it is. It's a good crack. And I was very sad that uh, they did actually get Kevin Bacon back to do a TV show, and they did the pilot, but then it didn't go beyond that, sadly. Mm. But, you know, never mind. But yeah, Tremors is definitely a, a happy pick for me in January. Ben, anything to yeah, add for Jan? Um, for January, I mean, I suppose only in terms of. Um, only in terms of looking back, it would be Tremors for me because I, I definitely didn't see it at the time in January of 1990. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, of the of the movies that came out, that's that's my pick. Uh, that and Henry, I guess. Um, but um, yeah, yeah, Tremors was cool. I mean, the the thing with Tremors is like, you know, I I, I guess for me now watching it, it's 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 just so nice to see young Kevin Bacon, you know, I, I don't know. I miss Not young for the Kevin first ba- time this year. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I kind of, it, it's, 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 it's cool. You know, it's, it's cool going back and watching it. It still works. It's, a, it's still a fun film. Um, it's the hair, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah, it's, it's just, I don't know. He's, he, and Fred Ward was cool, wasn't he? And I, I liked him. Oh, and, fuck um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was always good. Um, I, I mean, this one was weird cause it had, Reba McIntyre in it, and uh, the who's a country singer, and she's and she does sing a fucking song. That was weird. Um, and also, Dr. Carol Marcus appears, doesn't she? BB uh, <laughs> uh, Besh, who played Carol Marcus, uh, is in it. I noticed, oh, really? which was yeah, she's like the only other thing I've ever seen her in. I think uh, that oh, I can oh, think of. What, was she? Uh, what she was the um, the doctor's the, the doctor's wife. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, good fun film. Definitely my pick for January. And, and well, equal first with Henry, I think, because Henry is very cool. All right. Well, we went before you. I'll let you go first for February then. What have you got in that month that you want to mention or not? <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, did any did, did either of you catch up with actually you 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 mentioned you didn't need to see it again because I watched um, Texas Chainsaw sticking in January for a second I watched right, Texas yeah. Chainsaw three oh right, yeah um, for the first time <laughs> I've right, never yeah. seen it which is mm. weird because I I didn't actually hang on I'm getting them mixed up yeah, that's weird yeah. when yeah, that's right. Right. I didn't enjoy the second one at all I thought that was awful but the third one it was okay while it was on. Does that make sense? <laughs> That's uh, anyway, yeah. screen, a screenwriter of The Crow as well, that one. David yes, uh, yeah. Show. To be yeah. honest, I think it was just Vigo that, <laughs> that just <laughs> it improved the, the the film for me. But I will yeah, give he was, you, he was I, loving I, it. I, I will buy you a beer if you can tell me what other sequel Vigo appeared in in this year. Ben um, okay. Who appeared in? Sorry. Vigo Mortensen in, in another oh. sequel to another another franchise this year, which we will cover later on. Yeah, um, he's probably in. Was it? Didn't he? Have, uh, oh, no, I'm not even going to say because I'm not going to embarrass myself. I'm awful at being put on the spot with questions. Yeah. The, the no, other I, film that I want to mention, I'll say Young Guns too, but yeah, probably wasn't. Yeah, Young Guns. Hey, hey. Oh, yeah. We so should I have guessed that based uh, on the fact yeah, that he always loves it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah he's, he's running around with Peterson trying to hunt him down. Right, yeah. I, I, I didn't up. catch up with Brain Dead in January, so I'm not going to talk about that. But I did oh, see, I did. I, I, did see oh, that I was looking forward day. to seeing that, to, oh. to talking about that. Yeah, oh, uh, that, that was the film I was when I was doing this epic rewatch uh, mm. over a couple of days. That was a film I, I texted Stephen to ask him if it was supposed to be a comedy. <laughs> yes. This was oh, when I was about right, ten yeah. minutes in. That's right. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and, yeah. and and I don't think it is meant to be a comedy, no. but it is actually one of the funniest films I've ever seen. Yeah, the two bills. I was well excited. I was yeah. like, yeah, it's Bill Pullman yeah, yeah. from fucking, um, uh, uh, fucking the Spaceballs, and then Bill Paxton from, from everything else that I loved. So I was well happy. <laughs> and then I watched it, and I was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, no, it's Roger it's, Corman produced movie, I reckon. <laughs> mm. Mm. All right, well, so February, mm-hmm. my pick for February is obvious. It's Nightbreed. Um, oh, you fucker. <laughs> Sorry. I, I was like, oh, Sean, I'll have that one for sure. But yeah, yeah. It's I think we all breed. love this. <laughs> yeah, we all love it. And uh, and uh, so I, I'm, and we've talked about Nightbreed. But I'll, let, I'll let Sean talk about Nightbreed if you want to. So the, the other, my other pick is Blind Faith. Um, is it Blind Faith? No, what am I talking about? Blind Faith. Blind Fury later in the year, isn't it? Fuck, not Blind Faith. Yeah. Fuck that. Um, yeah, no, there's no pick then. <laughs> there's nothing. <laughs> it's nothing. Not a cinema yeah. Paradiso fan. <laughs> No, no. Oh, no, fair enough. No, it's, all, it's all right. I can talk about another another couple of films in in this month anyway. Oh, but yes, Nightbreed. Um, huh? Nightbreed is definitely my February pick, and also extremely high, if not the highest, on my entire list for the year. Mm. Um, I mean, it's Revenge uh, this month as well. So Revenge this month. Yep, that's Big that's one I saw. But the, the one I wanted to mention is actually one I I hadn't seen until uh-huh. recently, which was. Um, because of course it's the year of Keitha Sutherland, isn't it? This this fucking year. So I saw Flashback, <laughs> All and right. went into it completely blind, not knowing a fucking thing, and was actually I had a, just had a really good time watching it for some reason, despite the fact I can you know point out all of its mm. many flaws. Is this the one where the he's the act. he's the agent and Dennis Hopper's the hippie convict or something like that? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah the prisoner yeah, transport. Yeah. It's, it's it's got little sort of. Um, 
uh, channels sort of vibes of trading places and a, a couple of other sort of classics. Midnight and it's, run. It's yeah, <laughs> comedy falls flat on occasion, and <laughs> yeah. I've I've sort of read that a lot of people think Dennis Hopper's kind of miscast, but I don't think so. Yeah. Um, and it, it was just uh, just really sort of enjoyable and and fun. Nice. Um, and po- it almost quite poignant in a way. I almost feel like an absolute moron for saying that, but um, mm. it does fall apart in the third act. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, it's great to see Kiefer in his prime. And then, of course, you get later in the year and you realise that he's in pretty much everything. Including <laughs> yeah. um, yeah. Young Guns too as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, he really yeah. is in fucking everything this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, yeah, that was that was a nice little sort of pleasant surprise. And then, um, oh, what was the other one you mentioned? Revenge, which I'd, I, I, are you a fan of this, Stephen? Because you got a this is this is my main pick of the Kevin month, um, and it I'll, might even I'll, I'll be I'll my main go. pick of the year. Uh, <laughs> yep. This okay, uh, I, I've I've got. Yeah, Ben and I talked about this when we did Tony Scott years ago, and yeah, uh, th- yeah. this was right up there next to uh, Man on Fire out of that list. I I love this film. This is the film that which I admitted to Ben at the time. It makes me cry every time at the end. I can't stop fucking bawling like a little bitch um, at the end of this <laughs> film. And, and I don't need to watch the whole movie to, for that to happen. I can actually just put that scene on at the end, and I'll just turn to fucking yeah. jelly um i know it's a little bit sort of uh, tony scott dated now with the, you know, the fucking smoke everywhere and stuff but it's also <laughs> i think that there's things in this film that you wouldn't see in this kind of film now it, as as a, as a hollywood film they, they wouldn't go as hardcore with some of the violence or uh, or rape um even uh, um Yes, but yeah, yes. I love it. I, I, I enjoy the cast. I think Costa is terrific in it. I think Madeline Stowe is even better. Yeah, sexy, sexy uh, thriller. Yep, one of those. Love it. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I'll have to admit, I, I sort of, um, and I didn't go into it, but when I first put it on, I, I, I sort of, I, it was almost like bad faith because the the opening scene is obviously the the. Costner's character's background is of a fighter pilot, so the opening scene is loads of fucking jets. Yeah, and I thought, oh for fuck's sake, you've just come off of Top Gun, you know, (laughs) and you're just going to try and reclaim that. And then, of course, I saw that Kevin Costner was in it, and I was like, for fuck's sake, Stephen's got such a boner for Kevin Costner (laughs) that he's going to be hammering on about. So I I sort of, it was, I'm acknowledging it was wrong of me. I had the wrong sort of thoughts going into it, but then as the film kind of turned into what it is, I was, you know, I, I, I sort of accepted it. I could have done without the whole fingering scene in the car, for fuck's sake, um, <laughs> you know, that was sort of played like it was some kind of like, you know, romantic, sexy thing. And I just thought, especially when he licks his fingers. <laughs> yeah, that, you yeah, probably saw the director's cut. There are two versions and the director's cut has a lot more sex in it than the uh, original yeah, version. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I sent you the message, you know, it's a bit rapey, that, that was in reference to the when he first gets it on with the mob bosses, missus. And, um, you know, mm. he sort of Sean Connery's himself onto her and she slaps him and then he does it again, you know, and then she finally sort of gives in. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. kind of like, yeah, that's it. That's yeah. This is probably the last year you'll be able to see that kind of Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant when she gets chucked into the brothel and then it's literally getting raped. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, that would, by that point, you know, we'd already, already had the fingering, already had um, <laughs> Kevin Costner sort of, you know, forcing himself on her. So... Yeah, but like you say, Stephen, the end. I wasn't expecting mm. it to end the way it did. I just thought it would be very. I know, right? Just fucking, you're just girl. like, oh yeah. fuck, shit! It's it's gonna end like that. Fuck. And that music yeah. that plays at the end, uh, I think uh, Tarantino is quoted as that's some of his favorite music that he's ever heard in a film. 
Jack Nietzsche, Nietzsche, I think is the composer. Yeah, lovely. Um, I also want to mention um, uh, a comedy, uh, Heart Condition, which is Bob Hoskins and Denzel Washington. Uh, Bob Hoskins is a racist copper, um, just just flat out racist, and Denzel Washington is a lawyer who is uh, who has stolen Bob Hoskins's ex girlfriend, uh, and Washington ends up getting murdered at the beginning, and Bob Hoskins has a heart attack at the beginning and ends up with Denzel Washington's heart in his chest and sees him as a ghost <laughs> as the film goes on um, and they have to come to terms with living with each other and, and then also solving this murder. So it's one of those. <laughs> um, one of those. So one of those sort of concept comedy mm. slash dramas. And I fucking loved this back in the day. So I was like, oh God, I've got to go watch this again now. Um, and I watched it and, it, and I found it was, it was still pretty good. It was still very enjoyable. There's some still funny stuff in there. Hoskins is great. Washington's really good. Um, it's got that guy. Remember uh, Total Recall, which is also this year. When we were talking about Total Recall, the guy that sells the uh, the dream packages at the uh, the Recall Center, and I said, I think that guy's got yeah. a wooden leg or something because he limps as he walks around. He's he's in this as like the ex partner. Um, and he, I mean, and I was watching him going, he is. He's limping around again. He's got something. He's got a fake <laughs> foot. I know it. God damn it. Ray Baker, whoever you are. Um, anyway. <laughs> uh, that's going to be a recurring theme, because isn't one of the actors in Darkman, doesn't he have a fake leg or something? That's that right, yeah. That, yeah and to, it's like a gun, yeah. isn't it, or something? So he just yeah. hops around. Going, yeah, they, <laughs> they used it to great effect in the film, yeah. Make yeah. use of the fact that you've got an, a, an actor without a, with a missing yeah. limb, yeah. More on uh, that when we get to it. But uh, but yeah, yeah. obviously Nightbreed is, uh, is, is easily going to be in my list as well, because it is such a fantastic film. Um, is there anything in particular you want to say about Nightbreed, anyone? Because I think it's definitely one that we should uh, hit on full time one day. Um, and I'm not promising a commentary now, but at some point in the future, um, <laughs> it's worth d- uh, diving deep on, especially with like Max, perhaps. It's well, for me, it's mm. one of the movies that I could hand on heart say um, I want them someone to make it again with a with a budget as yeah. much as I don't want anyone to touch it. Yeah, I've got the same. I, I, I've yeah. heard, because it comes up occasionally in YouTube videos where people talk about the possibility of a remake, and I'm I'm in such two minds. I, I really love the story, but there's so many things in, 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 that, in that film, in that original film, that they just couldn't redo, such as having... Mm. Um, what about Cronenberg a miniseries? Button. No, no, I think it should just be left alone. Do, do you know what I'd prefer? I'd prefer, there's so many Clive Barker stories, whether yeah. they be short stories or novels, I'd rather just another Clive Barker story yeah, be done yeah. Yeah, um, okay. well. Because um, it's, it's, it's weird, you know, when you compare him to Stephen King and even James Herbert, um, as horror authors, you know, a lot of their stories have been dramatised in one way or another, whereas um, Clive Barker, not so much. A couple of his uh, short stories from the Books of Blood have sort of been turned into other properties like Candyman. <clears throat> but his <throat> his actual films, and I'm not just talking about the ones he's directed, I mean, you've only got, there's only three, I think, or four if you include um, Rawhead Rex, which was, which was terrible. Um, and, and he's got so many more stories, so, like, really, they should... They should sort of pick something else and <laughs> and, and do that, you know. Yeah. But well, they were, they the were success they of Hellraiser. They might get something else. There were plans for a Weave World series many years ago. That would have worked as a series, yeah. Yeah. That, um, I, I I don't know. It it was supposed What's to that? happen in it. Weave World, which is one of his one of his books. Well, um, that was Terry Pratchett. <laughs> 
What am I thinking of? <laughs> I have no idea what you're thinking of. No, I'm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was that was going to happen, and then it wasn't, and then it wasn't, and it wasn't, and it's one of those ones where it seems <laughs> to always be. Yeah, it's going to happen, and then it's not. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm, uh, I'm thinking a yeah. disc world. <laughs> disc world, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doi. Yeah. Right. I, I'm going to move us on to March, and I'll take the first pick on this one uh, greedily because this could, if uh, Revenge isn't my best movie this the year, this one is, and it's The Hunt for Red October. Um, yeah. Grabbed it on yeah. 4K. Uh, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Fantastic cast. This is one of those films where you got like 20 people in the cast that I could name, check. You know, they're all there. Boom. Love it. Um, mm. And I do watch this my lovely a, hair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and a bit of Sven as well. Um, at the beginning, you see uh, sort of Sven come into camera. You think, is that Connery? And then Connery turns into camera. And you go, oh, there's Connery. Because they've got similar hair. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, uh, again, you know, John McTiernan's uh, hat trick, you know, after Predator and Die Hardy does this. Um, and it's a PG, so, you know, for all ages. And um, this uh, sort of starts off the, the Jack Ryan series of films, which I largely like. I think the next two, the next three, in fact, I think are, are all good, but none of them are as good as this. Um, they've never gotten quite as good as this. Um and, and there's so many good characters. I think the only thing that disappoints me about this film is that Tim Curry was underused. He's just there, but he's not really given a lot to do. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's basically just there to sort of use as a sort of scapegoat to like go, okay, right. You go up with the op before the crew and tell them we, we all died. Because <laughs> um, Curry's character doesn't know any better at all. Um, but yeah, there's all sorts of fantastic stuff. Even like the, the, the small chatty scenes that you get with uh, the actor Richard Jordan, if, if any of you guys remember him. Um, who sadly passed away a few years after this. He's fantastic. He's the one that sends Ryan out to go prove his theory. He, he's like, I'll give you three days. Um, and then the rest of the film, he gets to sit opposite Joss Ackland and, and sort of like have a debate with him about who about what the Russians are doing and what the Americans are doing and, and you know, playing this like game of chess with this guy, which I love. Um, mm. But I won't prattle on uh, uh, anymore. I'll let someone else have a go. Sean? <laughs> yeah, it is a March. classic, Hunt for Red October. I mean... Mm. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. When I watched it um, for this, I was sure that I'd seen it before, but I, as I was watching it, nothing <laughs> nothing was like jogging my memory. But yes, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I have to do it, I'm afraid, guys. Um, I've, I've, got to, I've got to bring up Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles um, <laughs> for, yeah. this, for this month because, you know, of it, this was, like I was saying at the beginning, this was one of those films where... I was keenly aware of the fact that it was not only out, but, you know, in the run-up to it, you know, they were talking about it in magazines, like you were saying, Stephen. Uh, dude, you were and eight, I remember you probably seeing, had the toys. <laughs> I had the toys, yeah, I liked yeah. the cartoon series, Every, you know, all the kids in the playground were just, you know, chomping at the bit for this film. Mm. Um, and and um, I remember the film poster vividly, because it was, you know, in all the magazines I was looking at. Um, I didn't get to see it at the cinema. I saw it, obviously, um, a couple of years later on video. Um, and I can't really remember much about it at the time, um, except for being confused. I didn't really understand. And I think it was just because it was all shot at night and it was all a bit dark. And I remember my dad being very disapproving. Um, but I watched it again the other night, actually, with my kids. Yeah. Um 
for the first time since then because of course it's it's not in I don't own the film it's not in my list of favorite <laughs> films or anything. did they put the nunchucks back into the movie or was that the second one yeah that was that was <laughs> no the nunchucks were in there and I, I stuck it on and watched it with my eight-year-old so yeah. he was the same age as I was when it came out I didn't oh, cool. think that at the time actually fucking yeah. hell and we had a we had a right good time watching it like genuinely, you know, I thought Excellent. this is all right. You know, this is this is fine. It is the turtles. It's fine. You know, <laughs> um, I, I think one of the things I love about it as an adult watching it is just how bloody straight the guy who plays Shredder plays the part. It's, he, he plays it dead serious. You know, yeah. and the rest of the film is just utterly ridiculous. Um, yeah. yeah, and and I, I, the only thing I would say, or the only thing I'd recommend, is if you ever do watch it again, watch it with with an eight, nine, ten year old. And you'll probably enjoy it, and and that's that's all I'll say. There's a school opposite where I live. I'll go into (laughs) tomorrow and see what happens. We crying for maybe maybe don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Crying child. The the exposition scenes where Splinter's recounting how he learns his ninja skills, (laughs) and there's a little animatronic rat in a cage copying his master. (laughs) That will just give you a laugh a minute. But yeah, perfect. Perfect. And only an hour and a half long. Just you see, brilliant. Ben, it yeah. wasn't just Bruce Lee that had the old nunchucks cut by the BBFC. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, they were they were yeah. teenage mutant hero turtles. They weren't even ninja turtles at the time. Oh, the cartoon was here. year olds. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, sorry, I thought you meant they changed the, the things themselves were were, were yeah. hero turtles. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, they called it. Yeah, they changed it to hero turtles for the cartoon because the the original comic that it, the cartoon was based on. Was a, was an adult comic. It was extremely violent, yeah, full of bad language and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then they, yeah, nulled it down. My fourteen-year-old who also watched it with us, it was it was fun for a different reason because, of course, he thinks it's fucking stupid, basically, yeah. and he was just taking the piss out of it <laughs> in a hilarious way. You know, like look how fucking stupid the costumes look and all the rest of it. Yeah. And the thing that got him was uh, Raphael. Like walking around the streets of uh, of, of Manhattan yeah. in a in a long sort of fucking overcoat <laughs> in and a, a flash hat as though Mac. he's in <laughs> yeah, in a flash as Mac as though he's in disguise and yeah. nobody can tell that he's a I remember his voice stands out to me. He's got a very distinctive voice, that character. And then obviously the purple yeah. one is fucking Corey Feldman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Corey yeah. Feldman in the first film and the third film, if I remember rightly, he didn't come back for the second one. <laughs> oh, the secret of the ooze. The secret yeah. of the ooze where fucking David Warner yeah. shows up to drop his fucking dignity at the door. <laughs> anyway. I'll tell you what, though. Yeah. Let's let on. Ben have Sorry. a chat. <laughs> oh, well, you know, my pick for this month is Hunter Red October, of course, is the same as you, uh, Stephen. And. Mm. Um, not nuns on the run are you sure well i did watch nuns on the run weirdly <laughs> enough i did actually watch that and uh yeah that was that was good fun this is as good fun as i remember it being and uh i was always a bit of a fan of um harrison obviously because being a massive beatles fan, as a man i was always a fan of harrison's handmade films stuff i, I always liked liked kind of he had a quirky sort of sense of what he wanted to make and um um yeah it didn't always work uh shanghai surprise but um <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but but this was fun i mean you know uh, eric idle and robbie coltrane always mm. good and um i actually had forgotten how funny uh camille kojiri uh was when she was young because she everyone remembers her now for, uh, as being rose's mum in doctor who when it came back in 2005 mm. and um 
and I, I and when that when that happened, I was like, she, she was in. What did I see her? You know, and it's only when I put nuns on the run on, I was like, oh, there she is. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So it was was fun. It was fun, and um, yeah, I did watch it. So there yeah. you go. But that's but but my other pick for this month would be uh, probably um, Blind Fury. Yeah, <laughs> Rutger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which I haven't, I didn't manage to catch up with again, but I, mm. I haven't seen it in a while. But man, I used to watch that a lot. It's, that one, yeah, it, it's missing a few jokes. I think uh, it, it should have been a little bit funnier, but yeah, it's still good. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's still good. Yeah, worth yeah. worth pointing out that House Party came out as well, and they've just had the oh. remake come out this very month that we're in now this year. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I won't say any more on that. Oh, we've uh, no. got another uh, Bill Paxton as a member of the team, and he's one that gets killed off movie with the last of the finest, which was called white heat, I think, or blue heat. Uh, when it came out over here, um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's okay. Um, you know, good cast. And the other one I wanted to ask Sean about, uh, mm. was blue steel, the Catherine Bigelow blue movie. Jamie yes, Lee Curtis, Jamie Lee. Silver, would, and, uh, Clancy Clancy. Brown. Yeah. you had, uh, recommended that one in mm. the preparation time. And I, I'd, I'd never even, I don't think I'd even heard of it. Mm. certainly don't remember it at the time, but I, I watched it. Yeah. Uh, in good faith, because um, Bigelow generally turns out a good show. And uh, yeah, very enjoyable. Um, bit over the top, um, bit yeah. sort of predictable maybe, but yeah. the thing that the thing that sells it really is <laughs> is the uh, is the villain. Yeah, Silver's just, a fucking nutter Jesus in this. Christ. He's like on that balcony <laughs> naked rubbing himself with a bloodied up yeah. fucking sweater or something. You're just like, fucking yeah, hell. Just, that's like, classic Ron Silver, though, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And classic yeah. This is, this is, this is where his, his bad guy teeth are cut. Oh, yeah. Uh, this. yeah. I mean, he was just, he was loving it, wasn't he? And yeah. I, I, really, I, I kind of really want to know now, was he written like that? Or was there a conversation after he was cast <laughs> and they sort of sat down? He goes, look, I really want to go the yeah. extra mile with the craziness. Yeah. <laughs> uh. But, but this yeah, is this I is uh, I wanted to, to to bring it up because uh, again Bigelow is always seems to be forgotten about in modern day, especially when people are bitching about oh there's not enough strong female directors out there or female lead performances. I'm like look fucking no one talks about Jamie Lee Curtis in this for fuck's sake. It's there. Yeah, but you that's know? that's because the people with these big loud voices they're yeah. all sort of thirty or under and they they all don't actually like film or they media of any kind, any, seemingly. Yeah. And, <laughs> they're, yeah, just and they're all just fucking ranting on, <laughs> on, on social media just to get social media brownie points. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's never mm-hmm. been a never been a black superhero, never yeah. been a female protagonist yeah. in an action film. It's fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. The next time Brian. I hear that argument, I'm posting the, the poster, posting, I'm going to, yeah. of this, and go fucking check that out. And it was before Bigelow did Point Break. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. wind it back, 82, the entity, um, mm. you know, Barbara Hershey, there you mm. go, female, I mean, horror, I know it's a horror film, but, you know, mm. there you go. Well, I mean, I know it, I know it's like retardedly obvious to point out, but like even the obvious examples like Alien and Aliens and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Like, well, well, they do get mentioned, but... they do get mentioned. Yeah, but, but it is always just like Aliens and then Terminator 2. And I'm like, come on, yeah, there are more yeah. <laughs> to talk about. Even the people that are, are putting up the defense, you know, need to be putting up better, better examples, less well-known examples, because that's, you know, what it's all about. Anyway. The, 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 my biggest criticism of, of the film Blue Steel is it, mm-hmm. it bothered me in, in hindsight, in retrospect, not in the moment of how the film had to start with her 
just passing her academy, um, uh, you know, to, to join the police. Oh, yeah. I think it would have played out better if she was more of a, um, not necessarily seasoned, but more of a, a jobbing copper, already been in the job for a few years. Yeah. Because I think the, 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 the downfall that she has in the middle of the film would have been far more effective. Yeah. Because the, the problem is, of course, they're not going to be immediately um, take the word, not, not distrusting, but they, you know, because she's green, because she's meant to be a new copper, mm. they sort of, um, you know, there is this sort of hand-holding that goes on, and I just think it would have played more powerfully if she has this sort of clean, perfect record as a cop for several years, and then something like this happens to her. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. And, yeah, you are right, Jesus Christ. Mm. Uh, I don't know what the hell Clancy Brown was doing with that fucking hair. Um, <laughs> and, and playing a guy, playing a character like that, you know, it's, it's, you've kind of ruined it for me, uh, you know, recommending that film. Uh, a little bit. It's no longer that. cool in my head. <laughs> I, 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 I want to. Uh, I want to just also, while we're on this month, I want to mention a couple of films that I, uh, as um, someone who was, well, I'm Stephen. I guess maybe may have probably caught, maybe caught this, but mm-hmm. this was just like the pits of this month of this year. There were. It was the bloody fucking lamb. Lambada craze that was oh, going there's, around. Oh, yeah, there's and two there's, of them, isn't there? There's two yeah. films. And I remember just being subjected to one or other of them. I can't <laughs> fucking, doesn't even matter which one it is. Um, <laughs> not my cup of tea. So moving on. I, I, I skipped um, them, uh, thank God. Um, yeah. I did I'm watch- absolutely loving. How nobody's mentioned Pretty Woman. That's really good. I also forgot to mention um, when I was talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Is the um, you've got a, you've got a bloody um, uh, a little sort of cameo of um, of what's his face Sam Rockwell in there, which uh, I didn't notice until the rewatch here. He's one of the the uh, foot soldiers. Hang on, like, hang on. Isn't that the second one? Because I know that bit of no, trivia, and I'm pretty no. sure that's the second one. No. No, he's in this one as well. If okay. he's in the second one as well, then he plays a bigger part in the second one. Right. But he is one of the foot soldier kids in this one because I just saw it two nights ago. I was like, fucking hell, it's Sam Rockwell. Oh, okay, oh, I'll like take, take that back. Like, he, he, he may not be in yeah. the second one then, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I did, I, I did know that bit of trivia, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, you see all sorts of names in old films back in this day. Um, oh, yeah. I, I'll mention quickly, just because I did watch it because I hadn't seen it before, the Michael Caine film, A Shock to the System, uh, mm. black comedy thriller of sorts. That was all right. Um, yeah, I didn't mind that. I, I found that actually quite entertaining. I think I watched it on the plane as I was heading over to uh, Australia <laughs> as my catch-ups. But let's move on with uh, April, and Sean will let you take the first pick on this one. If there is anything, I'm having trouble with this month. <laughs> yeah, I'm having trouble this month. I'm just having a quick, a quick little um, scan. So, uh, top, off the top of my head, films I remember from the time, um, mm. which was Spaced Invaders, which I tried to. I, I do remember seeing that in the '90s, and I tried to rewatch it for this, <laughs> yeah. and turned it off within about eight minutes because yeah. it was just so fucking piss poor. Um, yep. I can't remember actually whether or not I even liked it at the time, but. It was one of those films that was sort of mentioned and, and doing the thing. Aside I saw that on that, the no. uh, America's Top Ten and, and obviously being 14, I was like, yay, that looks hilarious because these little buggy yeah. looking, you know, funny guys in that <laughs> face that are not getting taken serious by anyone. And that's, it sounds like it would be hilarious, but it actually turned out to be just boring and a bit shit. Yeah, like yeah. a lot of these, uh, a lot of these yeah. sort of late 80s, early 90s films, mm. yeah. Yeah. Um, but other than that, no, I've I've got nothing unfortunately for this month. Damn. Mm. Ben, 
Well, I, I actually uh, went to the cinema twice this month. Ooh. Now, can you guess which movies they were? Uh, probably The Cook, The <laughs> Thief, Orchid. His Wife and Her Lover, because that was quite big. Correct. And Correct. Oh, I don't know if Ben would go see I Love You to Death. <laughs> Uh, um, what about the Mickey Rourke Wild Orchid? Uh, there you go. Oh, there we go, yeah. Wild Orchid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was going to say Miami yeah. Blues because there's a bit of nude, nudie, sexy time in that. And Alec Baldwin playing a fucking nutter in that one. But yeah, Wild no, Orchid. It was, it <laughs> wow. Was a oh, Karyotis. My goodness. Yes. Uh, yes, I saw Wild <laughs> Orchid and uh, I saw uh, The Cook, the Thief, His Wife, and Her Lover, uh, which I really liked, actually. I really enjoyed that, uh, the Peter Greenaway. Mm, yeah, uh, Peter Greenway uh, is salt or pepper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, but I did enjoy it, and um, it's not you know it's not a film that I have come back to many times over the years. I've probably seen it three times in total or something. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, I did go to the cinema to see it, and uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's, I mean, I, I just I loved the design. Yeah, it's always the design, isn't it? And the, yeah, 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 you know. Uh, just, just the sort of playing with color and all the stuff that happens in that movie. It's, it's, it's cool. Yeah, Greenaway um, does. He's a yeah. He's an he's a very interesting director. Um, mm. Lots of uh, lo- lovely stuff to see on screen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, indeed. And Helen Mirren. Obviously. What about Catchfire? Have you? I thought you might have liked that. Dennis Hopper directed um, that one. We're going to see another Dennis Hopper directed movie on our on this list later on as well. Ooh. Yeah, I've seen Catch Fire, but I didn't watch it for, in in the run up for for this. Um, mm. Jodie Foster, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Um, yes, no, no, didn't watch that one. I didn't. Um, I actually had Tales from the Dark Side listed to watch, and I didn't get around to that. And um, I'm kind of a, a bit upset about that now. Looking at the cast, Jesus no, Christ. N- <laughs> No Ernest goes to jail, anybody? No. <laughs> Anyone um, into the Ernest movies? No. <laughs> Cry Baby, you know, I've watched and it's got some funny stuff in it. I don't mind a bit of John Waters some time at time, but I don't tend to remember them. Uh, fucking hell. Yeah, like I said, Miami Blues, that's the, the director oh God, that I went I, on to do. I saw uh, I Love You to Death as well. Jesus. Yeah, what I rewatched that and I got I got quite bored. Even though it's got a really yeah. funny card, it, again, it should have been fucking funnier. Um but, you know, yeah. what can you do? Yeah. And Miami Blues, uh, George Ar- Armitage, who did uh, Gross Point Blank about a decade later, or seven years later. Um, that's an interesting sort of crime thriller, you know, couple on the run type thing. Uh, and Alec Baldwin plays a, a, a nasty piece of, work, piece of work in that film. So that one, I, I guess, is maybe my standout for the month. But, yeah, that's it. Let's move on to uh, May then. Uh, ben. <sighs> Uh, well, again, um, I don't know. Last exit to Brooklyn, I saw at the flicks. Um, I, I really enjoyed that. Again, another one that I don't, I haven't watched a lot in the intervening years. Um, yeah, it's tough. I'm not sure you would. <laughs> there's, there's a, there's a tough watch that one. Yeah. Mm. Um, have you, uh, have you all seen that both of you? I, I watched it for, for, for this. So I watched it literally right, within the last right. couple of months. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Jennifer Jason Lee uh, sort of earning her stripes as uh, someone who will go to quite a few lengths uh, <laughs> to mm. to, uh, to get the job done there. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Class of '99 was a was a video favorite. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that doesn't stand up at all. <laughs> no, it's video absolutely favorite, awful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think uh, obviously Back to the Future Three. 
but yeah. I'm not a big fan of that, so I'll let someone else talk about that if you want to. Um, <laughs> Bird on a Wire, I guess. I, I think I, found, I think I saw Bird on a Wire at uh, the Flicks as well. Uh, oh God, I mentioned I said at the beginning of this podcast I didn't that I took a nosedive in the Flicks, and I've already been like five times or something. Like <laughs> 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 yeah, but if you, you went and saw Bird on a Wire, then you saw some right shit. <laughs> yeah, I know, but uh, you know, Goldie Horn, you know. And fucking who are you talking yeah, to? Here? Kurt Russell. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Mel Gibson. Sorry, I'm Kurt Russell. Yeah, the, the, the other, thinking about overboard. The other mullet. Yeah, the other one. Yeah. yeah. Oh god, it's just just for a minute. I saw the best meme um, that Stephen won't get at all, and and, uh, and Sean will. It was Mel Gibson, right? With that, with the mullet and pointing the gun from Lethal Weapon, and then there was Mel Epiphone, and it was this sort of like no mark, you know. C movie actor with a mullet pointing a toy gun and it was really good. <laughs> I was like, it's harsh because I like epiphones, but you know the whatever. cheap knockoff, yeah. Cheap, yeah. Anyway. Discount Mel Gibson. Yeah, discount Mel Gibson. Yeah. Carry on. Well my, my my pick will be Batch of the Future three for this month. Uh, mm-hmm. which, which As it I will did be for me. Get yes. to see at the cinema. Me too. So, hooray! Uh, that might be my first trip to the cinema that year. My first trip to the cinema since fucking what? Ghostbusters? Fucking hell. That's depressing. Right, Sean, you can yeah, talk. <laughs> yeah, I Love mean, that's what, easy what can you say? Back to Future 3, I had this uh, recorded off the TV and I think I wore the tape out, similar to a, a few other films that I had taped off the TV. <laughs> um, I think I might have seen this one more than the others, but that's not because I think this one's better than the others it's just because it's the one i had the copy of in the uh, in the early to mid 90s um yeah it's uh, we talked about back to the future obviously in 2015 on our old podcast when um that was the the date of the uh, the future date in the film series yeah, which yeah. has now been so muddied with altered yeah. flipping memes that no one actually knows what the fuck no one who wasn't actually there uh, knows what the date was <laughs> I've forgotten other than it was 2015, but mm. yes. Um, I love it. I think it's great. I think I think I uh, as I've as I've sort of become older and stuff, it's it's not one I'll I'll rewatch if I want a back to the future fix. Mm. That said, I do think it's uh, one of the few trilogies in which every film in the trilogy is um at least very good or at least good. Nice. Um so because of that, it's it's always going to have a, a warm place in my heart. I could do without, um, oh God, what's her fucking name? Who Look, always played that? Yeah, God, just rich, really some sanctimonious crazy. kind of air about her in everything I've ever seen her in. So it kind of oh, winds me up. You can't yeah. not marry Steenbergen. Uh, she's so she's so wholesome. She's yes. lovely. <laughs> Parenthood. Oh man, what a movie! Parenthood. Do you know what? I know I've said a million times that I'm not a fan of this film as much as the other two. Um, and I and there's 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 kind of and it's weird because I do like I like Mary Steenburgen, right? I, you know, I don't have a problem with it, and I do um, I do uh, think it's a you know a nice end to the trilogy. I like the way it ends. I like the, all that stuff. It's a good caper. It's fun. Blah, blah, blah. I know, I know all this stuff, but I'm, I think what it is, is that I, I don't like the DeLorean. 
<laughs> is it the um, is it the the dust uh, the hubcaps? <laughs> no, it's it's just that those that fucking stupid white wall tires and the way it's just goofy and I, and I, I want the and the thing to on the cool. bonnet that they stick. Yeah, on yeah, I I, yeah. I always want it to be cool and it isn't. And and whenever I see someone who's actually made their actual DeLorean into the Back to the Future three DeLorean, I always think, what the fuck are you doing? You know? <laughs> yeah, I've got my Lego yeah. set, and it's the Back to the Future two. DeLorean. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is probably the best. Or, or technically, the, the, the best one is the version of the Back to the Future 2 one that you see right at the end of the first film because they did make a couple of adjustments for okay. the second one. Yeah. Um, well, but, of course, yeah. you've got the Mr. Fusion thing there, which yeah. you know, looks And cool, a barcode but... license plate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, there you go. Um, mm. I will move us on then to... Oh, hang on. What, what oh, month were we in there? We were May. in May. Oh, okay. So there was... Um, yeah. I wonder what's going to happen in uh, in June for all three of us. Oh, so hang on. <laughs> yeah. I just want to quick, quickly mention um, <laughs> the Darabont movie, Buried Alive. Did anyone see that? Yep. I watched it for this and I thought it was utter crap. Yeah. <laughs> TV film. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jennifer Jason uh, Lee again, buddy. Are we going to see a lot again, of repeat yeah. actors? Yeah. yeah. Oh, look, yeah, Hoyt Axton. That's the dad from Gremlins. <laughs> That's right. Mm. <laughs> Cadillac man, crikey. Yes, I remember that I tried one too. To, I tried to catch up on that, but I couldn't find it, so I missed that. No. Um, yeah. But there we go. Um, there we go. Right, I'll, I'll jump on with uh, June then. Uh, I'll mention two off the bat. Uh, one I got to see at the cinema, which was Gremlins 2, the new batch. I like Gremlins 2. I just don't love it. Um, and the other one mm. I want to mention is another 48 hours. Again, Ben and I talked about this one back when we talked about Walter Hill many, many years ago. And, uh, oh shit, before I, sorry, before I go on, I wanted to mention that the Back to the Future podcast we did was, uh, film, uh, uh, October, the 22nd of October, 2015. And it's, uh, number 222. And it's the entire trilogy that we cover. If anyone wants to go back and listen to that show, two hours of the three of us and Chris Droney talking about, that franchise. Sorry. Um, yeah. I didn't want to interrupt you when you were talking about it, Ben. Um, right. Anyway, so back to another 48 hours because um, it doesn't have a great reputation. And yet I fucking just, uh, it's a proper guilty pleasure for me. I really like this one. And I think it is an improvement on the first one. Or if you watch this one before the first one, then it's, it's there's, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, even if did, it did you see them the out of sequence? I can't remember. No, no, I saw did the original first. So this one was a. But vid- you like this one better? Yeah, this see, was that, a- that we 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 disagreed on that, didn't we? At the time? Yeah, yeah. This one's yeah. a video job for me, but I was excited about it coming, and it, it sort of delivered. You know, I was laughing all the time. I was enjoying the performances of both of them. Um, yeah, yeah, up the ante with the bad guys. The only person that let the fucking side down was fucking Brian, right? <laughs> in, in the end fight, he's just ramping it right up to fucking twelve out of nowhere. So. Um, but otherwise, it's, it's a nice guilty pleasure. There are more on here that I will, can mention, and I will do once you guys have had a go. So let's hear from whoever's next. <laughs> well, I mean, we're in, we're in the summer blockbuster thingy here, so pretty <laughs> yeah. much all of these films I think we will have, we will have seen. So Gremlins 2, was um, that, that was pretty much the first thing that popped into my head when I mm. thought of doing 1990. And the reason for that was, I do you remember, do you remember there were like sticker books where you would collect... Um, 
That's you, right. You know, yep. stills from films and stuff like that. So I had one for Batman, the Tim Burton Batman. Nice. And the next one I had was Gremlins 2. So I hadn't seen the film. <laughs> I don't think I even had an interest in seeing the film, but I had the yeah. fucking sticker book. I had the and sticker had book the, for the first film. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. And it, had the, it had the story of the bloody film, you know, across mm. the pages, and you'd fill in the blanks mm. with the stickers. So I sort of knew what happened in the film before I, before I got to see it. And, of course, at that age... The, the plot doesn't really matter. You just want to see the gremlins do madness and the, yeah. you know, the gizmo and all the rest of it. So when I eventually saw it at the time, you know, I, I, I quite liked it. Obviously, years later, I, dis- I discovered it was it kind of looked upon in the same way that Ghostbusters 2 is, in that it's just not, you know, not a, not a patch on the original. But I will say that I watched a video recently. I stumbled across it. Um, there's a YouTube, a YouTube channel called... Um, Ocean Film Society, which I, I really highly recommend. There's a little shout out for him, and he did a video about um, uh, about Joe Dante and specifically his relationship with Hollywood um, in in the sort of peak of his career. And it talked a lot about Gremlins too, and a lot of there was a lot of trivia that I didn't know about the fact that the the studio desperately wanted him to come back and do a, a sequel, mm. um, and he he wasn't really into it. He didn't like doing sequels and. Um, they sort of threw a lot of money at him, and he said, "All right, I want this, this, and this, and full creative control. I want, you know, no meddling, and I get to do my own edit and all this." And they said, "Yes," and so, and he made Gremlins too, which is, of course, utter madness. And I've got a, a new, a newfound respect for it because it's basically that you know, an artist putting their foot down and then just making the fucking film they want to make with a massive budget. Yeah. So. You know, I, I kind of, and it, and it is, and it, it uh, you know, it all clicked in my head. Then it's like, yeah, it is. It really is the most Joe Dante of Dante films you could possibly bloody imagine because there's just nobody reining him in on it. It's just complete and utter madness. So, yeah, I've got, got a lot of respect for it now. Um, the, the only other one I wanted to talk about was um, Dick Tracy, which I know, again, is sort of, it's not particularly fondly remembered but it was also <laughs> one of those uh, films that i had recorded off the tv on video yeah. and wore the tape out because yeah it's great cast because i only Ugh. had about 10 vhs recorded off the tv and this yeah. was one of them and a great soundtrack as well oh, yeah really? yeah <laughs> love it <laughs> love it or the madonna tracks oh, i quite like the, the madonna tracks oh, the rest you me i thought was pretty good I mean, you've got Elfman's on fire this year as well. We didn't mention oh, it when yeah, we glossed right, over Nightbreed. Yeah. Um, so, so Nightbreed has got some some pe- music pieces on it, which is which is such precursors to Edward Scissorhands. Mm. It's unbelievable. I think he's reused some of the same bits and pieces. And Darkman obviously reuses a lot of Batman, and then you know. <laughs> but uh, Dick Tracy, no, it's 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 always going to be a fun sort of memory for me for some strange reason. Uh, yeah, I love strange. the bloody rubber masks and the yeah. prosthetics. You know what? You know? I, I, the thing for, with Dick Tracy, right? So obviously the Madonna song won best uh, song, best original song, uh, the Oscars, didn't it? That's uh, right. That and, Fucking and beats beat Bon Jovi. Yeah, beats fucking Blaze of Glory. Fuck off. Yeah. Right. Um, but but anyway, uh, I, you know what? You know what I don't like about this film? It's 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 neither fish nor fowl. You know, it's kind of like it's really a, just a weird fucking film because uh. it it's kind of you know it wants to be funny but isn't. It looks like it should be funny but isn't. Um, it's got an annoying. It's actually kid. quite violent. You so, someone said to Al Pacino, just yell everything that you're going to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I just want to kill him. Like for, it's the it's the worst Pacino performance I can think of. Yeah. Who the fuck's um, rating him in? No one. <laughs> no one. Oscar worthy. 
awful. And um, and I just, I, you know, I, oh, no, I couldn't. I, I actually watched this one because I thought uh, I wanted to give it a, a shake, you know, because mm, I've, 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 I've dis- dissed it before. And, and, and you know, and I thought, well, but I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll catch it. I'll watch it and again, see if, see if, you know, if I can get anything out of it. Um, you know, obviously Elfman, you know, I, okay, yeah. I mean, yeah, but I, it's, you know. Yeah. Nah. Anything this month <laughs> we haven't talked about that you do like? Yeah, there's a, quite a few we haven't mentioned. Frankenhooker. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've not seen it. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a the particular okay. film this month that came out that I think yeah. is going to be all three yeah. of our well, favourite yes, films. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm avoiding that one. But um, yeah. yeah. No, I watched. I did see Frankenhooker. Not at the pictures, obviously. Probably did. I don't know. We even got a bloody cinema release. But um, <laughs> I definitely rented that on video and uh, was. Um, yeah, no, that's shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't... Now, because I was at college, I didn't actually... I don't think I saw Gremlins 2 at the cinema. I can't actually remember one way or another. Mm. But um, I was never a big fan of it. Um, and I know you love it, uh, Sean. And um, I, I, I think I probably needed to give that a, a go and I didn't get around to it. But um, but obviously, uh, I, I did see Days of Thunder at Fark. Um, oh, I Robocop fucking 2. knew it. I'm, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Robocop 2. I'm, I'll let someone else talk about Total Recall. But um, I, I, I'm a big defender of Robocop 2, I think, <clears> more than um, you guys. And, uh, uh, Max, Max defends it. Um, I remember Max talks yeah. about it quite fondly. When we talked blue, about it on the... Yeah, blue, blue metal. Yeah, yeah, the blue metal yeah. and all that the shit. blue suit, yeah. Yeah. So fine. <laughs> I mean, he, he's he's completely and utterly warped by the fact that the practical effects are very oh, good in, in very Robocop good, yeah. too, and and yeah. and it, you know, and it's it really does sway his opinion. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I know yeah, Sean loves in this it, film, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I mean, the amount of times we talk about child characters in films, right? Uh, and, yeah. and, you like know, the one and, in Dick and, Tracy. And, and, <laughs> yeah, well, oh, well, no, that's, awful. That's an interesting <laughs> comparison. Isn't that the same little cunt from Hook as well? That's yeah. a, <laughs> that's the perfect comparison, Stephen. Because, for example, like a stupid fucking gangster kid, right? The concept of, I think, just about plays, just about works in the world set in um, uh, the Dick Tracy setting, right? You, mm. you, it's already fucking stupid. It does not work in RoboCop, right? <laughs> you don't, you don't think. Put yourself back to a world where you've only got the first film, and you go, "We're going to do a sequel to RoboCop." You know what the world needs? It needs a child gangster who speaks like he's out of Goodfellas, right? <laughs> and they, and then, and then somebody across the fucking boardroom table goes, "You know what? You've nailed it there." Um, but I, I'll, I'll, I won't slag it off because uh, you've heard me do that ad nauseum. But um, I will say, RoboCop. Too, it's got a lot of things I do enjoy. It's just the things I don't kind of fucking ruin the film for me. Yeah, that's so, that, that, um, those are the things yeah. that stop me watching it. Um, yes. and, and, and this is this is why Halloween Ends gets a pass because it kills the annoying kid straight away. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fair, fair yeah. comment. Yeah. Total Recall. Obviously, we have uh, all talked about in depth. We did a fucking commentary on it for Christ's sake as well. Um, yeah, and yeah. Ben and I, I probably, still watched uh, it again though. Yeah, and any Arnold. So, <laughs> so that, that that is gloriously up there. We don't need to mention that one any anymore. Right, <laughs> going um, through the rewatch uh, list I did, for nineteen ninety, <laughs> and I'm like, what films don't I need to rewatch? <laughs> Total Recall. Oh, I watch it. Anyway. Yeah, watch it. Anyway. <laughs> no, I, um, I, I I didn't. I did see Ghost Dad back in the day. The old uh, good Sydney Poitier uh, directing. Um, oh yeah, you yeah. know who? Bill Cosby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't know how that plays these days. Didn't catch up with it, but there you go. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, well, that's at the midway point. So I like to break up the year by talking about what won the awards and what made some money. So, I mean, Oscars-wise, this year, um, at Dante's with Wolves took away the um, the main award. Uh, Kevin Costner won Best Director. Jeremy Irons got Actor for Reverse the Fortune. Kathy Bates for Misery. Joe Pesci supporting Actor, and Whoopi Goldberg for a Ghost. Um, now, as Ben mentioned. Yeah. The uh, sooner or later is the song from Dick Tracy that won the Oscar. Um, but it is worth pointing out that the Golden Globes, um, Blaze of Glory did win that, uh, which is nice. Uh, Dancing Bulls pretty much took the Globes as well. Um, it was the BAFTAs that, that had a different uh, opinion that year because they put down Martin Scorsese and Goodfellas as the big winner um, for that stuff. Looking at the uh, uh, the worldwide box office, uh, Hunt for Red October just missed out on the top ten in the eleventh place, but is uh, had also just broken the two hundred million mark, which was impressive back then, I guess, for worldwide. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was at ten with just over two hundred. Kindergarten Cop uh, uh, just above that, similar numbers. Presumed Innocent, the Harrison Ford thriller, two hundred twenty-one. Die Hard two in seventh place with two thirty-nine. Back to the Future three with two forty-four. Total Recall in fifth place with two sixty-one. Dante's with Wolves, a huge increase here, up to four hundred twenty-four. Uh, Pretty Women in third place, which we refused to talk about with uh, 432 second place was home alone with 476 but the big winner of the year was ghost with 517 million so there we go there's uh there's that stuff was there anything else going on this year that was worth that's worth pointing out i didn't ask you at the beginning of the show what was going on in 1990 that stood out um in the world anyone um. Chesney Hawks got to number one. With the one and only. <laughs> the one and only. Um, <laughs> which is, well, actually, Ben, there's a funny story about that. Do you know what? Now, just bear in mind I was eight years old, right? It was that song that made me want to learn how to play the guitar. Was it really? Was it? Was it? Was it that? Was it? It's quite a nice solo in that, isn't it? It was. It was the. It was the red strat and the red strat. Yeah, and the leather jacket and that solo. Yeah, and the beauty pimple, whoever it is. And I I had it taped off of the top forty on on Sunday, and I yeah, and I would wear the tape out, and I so I can actually remember the songs that were out that year quite a lot because that song was on my tape that I'd oh. recorded. Yeah. You also had the Simpsons song this year. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. uh, uh, Chesney Hawks Man. made that film Buddy song with Yeah, Roger Buddy. Well, that's what the song. Well, that's was, what the song's from. That's what yeah. the song was. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right, but, because yeah. the weird thing about that is that technically that film is a sequel to a TV show called Buddy. Yeah, I think but, I'd yes, only but, recently but, heard that. Yeah, actually, but yeah. Hawks wasn't in it. The, the, the child, the much younger uh, son, uh, uh, w- uh, was played by someone else. But Daltrey was the dad, the sort of yes, shifty, was, shifty yeah. dad. I, I remember watching it, that yeah. at school or some shit, mm. buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Anyway, um, mm. so should we move on to July? And Sean, what do you want to start us off with? Oh, fucking hell. Well, um, the film that really pops out to me is Arachnophobia. Um, just, just sort of tactically avoiding certain films. Um, and hey, for some, yeah, the, again, <laughs> this this was uh, this was another one I t- taped off the TV, watched a lot, but have never gone back to. Not even for this, it was on my list, um, but I can I can remember it well enough just because I fucking wore the tape out on that for some reason. I don't know why. Um, uh, uh, you know, 
it, it's it's wonderful being a kid because you've never seen anything like it to compare it to. Yeah. So like you know the spider horror film is arachnophobia to me. You know even That's though there's right. probably far better ones, but um, no, I enjoyed it. Charlotte's I, and Web. I, I, I still enjoy it in my in my memory. I, I don't really want to ruin that memory, so I'll probably not go back and rewatch it. But, I have an um, issue with the poster for this one because I remember the uh, initially there was a poster where you have the moon. Over the, the you know, yeah, small town, but it, but it had yeah. a sort of spider, almost like bat symbol, like hung inside the moon from the tree above. But <laughs> they got like a superhero, yeah, I know, right? But then they got rid of that, and, uh, and 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 the moon is plain. You just see a cobweb over the sort of top of the tree instead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did. I did think that the, the 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 design of the the spiders themselves were kind. It was kind of like underwhelming. You know, I don't know what I was expecting, like something yeah. more monstrous or something. But they were kind of. I think they were going for more of a, like an outbreak style, realistic. You know, this could happen kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing that sort of uh, springs to mind is is the fact that it, it it's it is a it is a sort of a, a horror type film, but it's it's more. Um, a wide audience, you know what I mean? It's not an 18, it's not full of yeah, like it was a, horrific it was a PG, yeah, 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 it's all sort of the, the, the threat of. And um, I was looking forward to talking to you, Stephen, about it because I know that you love spiders, but yeah, I'm getting I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember the uh, the nail gun in the um, in the final sort of that's right, showdown. It's got, it's got a nice showdown, but yeah. Jeff Daniels with like a couple yeah. of big giant spiders in there, they go out in gory fashion, so yeah. <laughs> Uh, and apparently spiders <laughs> scream out loud. Nail gun. Yeah. Yeah, they do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, fuck it, the kill of Julian Sands can't be all bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's it. And that is it, yes. Mm. Um, ben. Uh, I unfortunately saw Problem Child as well at the time. Me too. Mm. Yeah, oh dear, yeah. Dennis so, Dog- oh, that's pro- the Happy Gilmore director made that. I was going to say the, uh, that's it, the arachnophobia guy, that's uh, Frank Marshall, so that's Spielberg's producer. Um, yeah, yes, Penny, Mar- Penny Marshall's dad, right? Yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, isn't it? No, no, no. That's hang on, who did I say? Yeah, Frank Marshall. I did say Frank Marshall. No, it's uh, Gary Marshall is uh, Penny oh, Marshall's Gary, dad. Oh, Gary, of course yeah. it is. Yes, yeah. That's right. He who directed he oh. directed uh, Pretty Woman. Yeah, no, Frank yeah. Marshall. Frank Marshall's married to Kathleen Kennedy. Um, right. Oh yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But he was, uh, and he do a couple of movies after this, including Congo and that uh, Airplane Congo. and the Indies uh, Alive. With the plane crash, yep. the, yeah, that one, yep. which is actually pretty good. Yeah, great film. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. Anyway, sorry. Now, was it Problem Child or was it Dennis, which was <laughs> a, basically the same fucking plot, but had a scene in it where he explodes the bad guy with by making him eat too many beans under a bridge. Bloody Do you hell. remember that scene? I don't. I don't remember. <laughs> that's, that's I don't remember anything about that... Problem Child other than other, other than, than I it hated shit. it. Absolutely hated yeah. it. Um, yeah. I saw the and I don't know one. why. It, yeah, <laughs> and, and, and it, it, yeah. It, it was also the film that cemented my dislike of Gilbert Gottfried as well. Yeah, because um, <laughs> he's awful in it. They're all awful. It's awful. Uh, An entire film about a bratty child. Uh, yeah, it's, yes. it's just it's like torture. Mm. So at the cinema mm-hmm. this month, I saw Presumed Innocent, Harrison Ford, um, Bonnie Bedelia. And uh, I saw that. <laughs> yep, great. Oh, yes. I'm sure you were there for duh. <laughs> I was definitely there for her. And um, yeah, that's and that's still a good good thriller. That one is it's one of those ones where you know um, you have to kind of uh, I guess once you've seen it, you, it's sort of you know I don't know maybe it's not as good when you know who the actual 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is innocent and who isn't? Um, Navy SEALs. Yes. Yep. Here we go. Another <laughs> film with Bill Paxton on a team of uh, hard fellas. And, and, he, Sheen, and he's the Michael one that gets Bean. fucking bumped off again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, poor old, uh, poor old uh, Bill Paxton. But yeah, um, yeah. I guess I, but I tell you, one film I did catch, decide to catch up with on this one, mm-hmm. on the, uh, this, on the, uh, from this month, this quick change. Uh, Bill Murray. Right, Gina Davies, Randy Quaid, right, yeah. Jason Robards, and uh, either you guys seen that one? I tried to rewatch it again, but no, I, I wasn't in the mood, so I turned it off. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I made it all the way through. Right. Uh, however, um, that was despite the fact that uh, again, Randy Quaid is just the most annoying oh, person. Yeah. In the in the universe, you know, <laughs> yeah. he is just fucking dreadful in that film and every film. Yeah, this other is this than is Independence Day bad. Uh, yeah, Randy it is Quaid. that bad. In fact, it's worse. In fact, I think than than that one. Kurtwood <laughs> um, Smith as well. What a what a cast. Yeah, <laughs> Danny Tucci. Kurtwood. He's 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 barely in it. Kurtwood though. Uh, he's, he's he's uh, he. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, it was. Um, there's some there's some kind of cool Murray moments, but it's not it's not Scrooged or or anything like that. No. You know, it's, there's not enough of of it. You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Not, a lot of people really, not a lot of people really talk about that one anymore. <laughs> no, no. Although the, the imagery of him as the clown is quite is quite iconic. Yeah. Really. It's, it's like, you know. Keep the stuff this back, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> Chicago Joe and the Showgirl, um, <laughs> which I've never seen. Uh, for me, it was uh, Die Hard 2. Uh, um, this is, my, you know, a, a big thrill for me because I get to go see uh, the first Die Hard sequel. I'm only 14, so I got in underage. I had to get my mum to tell the lady behind the desk that I was 15, even though it was fucking absolute horseshit, and it, and, and it looked so. I did not look 15 when I was 14. I looked 12. You still don't <laughs> look 15. Well, there you go. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, there you go. What? Um yeah, so that was a, a great day out for me. And does it make my list, though, of 12? We'll see at the end. Um, I still like Die Hard 2, but it is, you know, just a sort of by-the-numbers sequel that, you know, is it nowhere is. near as yeah. good as the original. Um, and that's it. So let's uh, move on. Oh, there's Ghost, obviously, if anyone... I mean, I saw yeah, Ghost yeah. of the Flicks. Um, we've got to give a mention to Ghost. Um, it's, it's a cool the, movie. The Swayze. highest grossing movie of the year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I enjoyed it. I don't come back to it a lot. Um you know, if I'm if I want my Swayze fix, you know where I'm going. Um, oh yeah, uh, yeah. And um, but but yeah, it's it's it, it's okay. It's better. It's better than I remembered it. You know, I, well, well, that's not what I mean. I mean, it's better than I think that history seems to sort of forget about it. Whereas I think, yeah, I think um, yeah, they've it's just become a meme. You know, the the clay thing is just that's all it is to a yeah. lot of people. I think. And, um, yeah, yeah. Whereas actually, it's a pretty fun movie, and you know, it. it, it was yeah, right. I think it's got a lot going for it. I think I yeah. think one of the problems uh, for us as sort of as as boys at the time, it was you know the, the main sort of selling point of it is it's 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 kind of it's a it's a chick flick isn't it really it's a girly film it's yeah. you know it's got the the love story is the thing that carries it yeah. and we want to see more of the um you know the 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 tramp guy in the fucking subway teaching him how to use his powers <laughs> vincent Schiavelli, like yeah yeah <laughs> you know and all that kind of stuff but i think it's fine i think it's perfectly watchable uh, the effects have surprisingly um aged quite well as well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Well, there, there we you go Excellent. Um, uh, the le- the least we say about um, you know him inhabiting Whoopi Goldberg's body for a for a romance <laughs> scene is you know fucking Nora. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they really should have not not superimposed him on it as well. They should have just played it straight. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, do you want to start us off for the oh, next dear. month, Ben? Uh, August. Okay. August. Um, Quite a big one. Well, it is a big one. Yeah. Um, I saw a Jesus. I saw a lot of movies. <laughs> what was I talking about at the start? <laughs> it's a good year. I told you it's an all right year. Yeah. Well, I you know I did I did sort of you know caveat go see fucking Doc tells the movie the cinema did you (laughs) Jesus Christ okay well in terms of I mean you know um, I guess the big you know there's there's some big movies the Dark Man was was very high on my list at the time Wild at Heart was was high on my list at the time Mm. Um, uh, Pump Up the Volume no doubt was very high Pump Up the Volume Air America I saw at the Things I think, God, Jesus. Uh, I mean, I know Stevens. You probably want to talk about Young Guns too, but but I, I saw Young Guns too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> K for again, God. Lou Diamond Phillips, Christian Slayer, William Pearson, yeah. uh, Emilio Estevez. We love a bit of Emilio. Um, I did catch up with Men at Work, as uh, <laughs> <laughs> which I really enjoyed. You yeah, know, I thought. I, I mean, I, it's it's not held in high regard but you know, get it on your I guilty mean, pleasure list for guilty pleasures yeah, part two <laughs> and there's nothing like unhinged keith david oh, for yeah. a bit of enjoyment yeah um so yeah i enjoyed that yeah um, there's a lot of emilio kid- this year as well isn't it wow yeah, yeah, yeah again. he was on kind of kind of a career high wasn't he mm. that, around about that time but yeah someone else talked yep <laughs> Uh, I'll throw uh, in oh look and fucking flatliner so there's bloody Sutherland yeah. again bloody hell you went wrong again. where are you Sean yeah the yeah. year of Sutherland yeah Heck, I'm yeah. not a big fan I mean of- I actually go on sorry I was I was about to say actually I'm glad somebody brought up flatliners because I wanted to talk briefly about my utter disappointment in that film oh. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone you saw it at the time exactly it, it, <laughs> I, did, I haven't got the uh, I haven't got the context for that at all unfortunately but mm. for, you see for me it was one of those ones that was mentioned by my peers m- many years later as like oh yeah no that was a great film that Keith Sutherland film flatliner and I, I watched it after the fact many years later and just was like what the fuck is going on? you know mm. Keith Sutherland's a dick in it yep. <laughs> like yep. the concepts got something going for it but it, it doesn't yeah. play out and an interesting cast in, of characters yeah. like sort of up-and-comers who are becoming famous yeah yeah that's even right. Oliver yeah. Platt. i mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean uh, kevin bacon's yeah. his, his hair is on fire in this film you know it's possibly the best example of kevin bacon hairdo bacon hair um, bacon hair <laughs> yeah. um, you know he's <laughs> But but no, it's just really disappointing. Considering I was I was expecting it to be a, a kind of a highlight of the year of films that I had missed. Yeah, and uh, and no. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan say, of yeah. the Exorcist series, but the third one is probably the one I like the most. It's got uh, and it's directed oh, yeah. by the original writer as well, uh, William Peter Blatty. Um, it's got some interesting performances, and and it's fucking eerie and, and sometimes scary in places. Um, I just wanted to. It's, so it's my pick my for the month. To that. Oh, is yeah. it? Okay. Yeah, definitely. It's it's. I I would go so far as to say I think it's the best horror sequel of any franchise. What the fuck are those big giant scissors? <laughs> I think they're like surgical shears or something like that. Are they? For but, removing um, what legs? Well, I guess so. Yeah, and heads. Like, I guess you know, tendons or yeah, yeah. You're um, massive. <laughs> but no, I I I was thinking about this yesterday, and I I can't think of another. Um, uh, sequel in the horror genre where I think it it bests the original and I do think this does just best the original yeah I'm not um, a fan as, of the original. as a film 
I mean, there's no the trouble is with when you when you try to think of sort of this is why I think me and Ben hate ranking things, whereas you mm. seem to fucking like cream your jeans over it. Um, <laughs> it. It's really hard because, of course, when you think of The Exorcist, you think of like the iconic kind of moments, and that's it. They're iconic, but does it make the film actually good? No, I think The Exorcist Three is is one of the best horror films ever made, and I, I think I, I think it's a better film than the first despite all the Linda Blair scenes in the first film, which, of course, they're infinitely quotable yeah. with that script. Um, yeah, I had it's, to I, mute my mic just then. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's yeah. brilliant. The performances are absolutely brilliant. I love how talky it is. It's quite cerebral. Um, there's some, there's some um, you know, under-the-radar sort of humour in it, which works in the film. Um, especially with the with the sort of banter between the um, you know the elderly uh, priest and then when they go to the cinema and uh, the guy's talking about is um, the fish that's in the bath for, that's going to be dinner. It's I think the whole thing's just really well written, really well put together. And you are right, Stephen. It is. It's got some real fucking scares in it. Mm. You've got you know Brad Dourif just fucking being Brad Dourif. You, you can't, I can't knock it. I cannot knock it. It's it's a great film. Excellent. It's it's right up there in my for the year. Cool. There we are. Shut up now. Yeah, well, <laughs> one that's probably low down on my list, I guess. Uh, but I was really into it heavily back in the day. And one of you mentioned it already, which is Pump Up the Volume. I had a massive Christian Slater boner at the time. So, and this yes. year, obviously, I've got Young Guns too, and I've got this. Um, so I absolutely loved it, and I did rewatch it, and it and it is still kind of cool but it is also it's got a lot of holes in it um <laughs> so it doesn't quite hold up but it's uh, but it certainly took me back and it's got a cracking soundtrack there are some really really great songs on this soundtrack uh, pump up the volume so yeah i definitely wanted to mention that one uh yeah nice early one for a uh, slater in his career um i mean obviously we're all love dark man um yes so yes. Um, I don't know why, but I feel like I want to hold off talking about it because I know we'll probably end up doing it proper justice one day. But yeah, fucking Dark Man, right? This is um, what you know, my favorite part is the last fucking shot, Bruce Campbell. Um, and I'm not trying to insult the rest of the yeah, film, but I just got the such, final face. such a, a surge of, I know that guy. Um, and I hadn't seen the Evil Dead movies properly at this point. I hadn't seen the first or the second yeah. one, but I had seen so many documentaries on TV about them. So I had seen so much footage of those films. So I knew who he was and I knew to me, he looked fucking cool. So when he just steps into shot <laughs> at the end, um, yeah, then I certainly did cream my jeans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Sam Raimi wanted to cast him, didn't he? As the lead, but the studio was like, no. And it hasn't even, was, uh, hasn't Bruce Campbell said that they're thinking about doing another sequel and he will appear as the character or some shit. Um, a legacy sequel no, I'm like oh yeah, alright interesting but well, we'll see more on that another time I'll tell you what um, <laughs> what makes what 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 illustrates how good Darkman is um, mm. as, as a as a sum of its parts is when you watch the straight to video sequels and you see that without Raimi's even though he produced them but without his direction and without the the, the parts without the Elfman score without um, Liam Neeson's performance and interpretation of the character mm. it it just don't, sort of it just doesn't work you start dissing Arnold Vosloo 
Well, no, I mean, he's he's fine. He's he's a fine actor, but we he like Arnold. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't sort of. There's something about the way. Yeah, being facetious. Yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't know anything about facetiousness. It's just not in my. Um, no. It's not in my whatever. I can't even speak. Whatever vocabulary. Yeah. Vocabulary. Yeah. It shouldn't. It shouldn't be as good as it is. But it's very good. Yeah. 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 Cool. <laughs> right, are we ready to move on to the next month? Well, uh, whoa, hang on. We've got to talk about Lynch, haven't we, a little bit? Well, yeah. I don't fucking like that film. It's no. fucking nuts. It's bananas. Well, that's, it is that's, nuts. That's, that's why we have to talk about All it, right. because it's fucking divisive and pro- probably shit. David and, um, Patrick Kelly, that crazy lady, and, uh, and, and fucking um, the guy from Predator 2, you know, the three hitmen. Oh, yeah, because uh, yeah, they, well, uh, I mean, they take I, a hoarding stand. That's a William, fucked up scene. William Dafoe just stealing the show. Just, yeah, the, yeah, just yeah. scenery <laughs> just chewing. And him, yeah. <laughs> With his fake teeth thing, yeah. 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 Oh, let's move on then, whatever. No, yeah. no, 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 it's no. Fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah for, for those horrible fake teeth. No, I mean, because William Dafoe comes into it quite later, doesn't he? In the sort of second half or the, the last third even. He's, he's um, only in the mm, second act. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's the Harry Dean Stanton gets sent off to find them and he gets taken out by these three. It's Grace Zabriskie's the 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 crazy woman one, with the the, yeah, the blonde yeah. hair, and she's she's like you know making out with um the, the black dude. Um, fuck it, it's bloody King Willie from Predator Two. Him, uh, Calvin Lockhart. That's it. Uh, and and uh, and uh, uh, David Patrick Kelly. So it's the three of them taunting him bef- just before they murder him. And Grace Bus- uh, Zabriskie's getting all she's like counting to ten, and she's getting all fucking turned on. She's like fuck. Fucking bizarre. Yeah. There's an interesting bit of trivia about that scene in particular where um <laughs> test audiences apparently like two hundred people left the cinema at that during that scene mm. um out of the test audience and it made Lynch chop it down because apparently there was a t- like there was torture and it was really gratuitous the way oh, they right. the way I, they I kill was gonna it. say it seemed like it was kind of short <laughs> and abrupt. Yeah, and it was that it was that scene apparently that did it. But oh, um, right. but yeah, I don't know. And it, it, it's weird as well. Like the, the novel only came out the year before. So Lynch options it really quickly and then he immediately mm. changes the end. So in the end they don't get back together of the uh, in the novel. Yeah. And he thought that he thought that was a bit too like you know grim, despite that, the fact the film's full of like people having their fucking yeah. arms shot off and William Defoe blowing his own <laughs> head off. It's, oh, it, it, yeah. classic! Oh, that's, yeah. yeah, great. I think uh, isn't yeah. Isabella Rossellini who shows up again later on with blonde hair? She's meant to be the sister of Grace Zabriskie's fucking crazy character. I think I seem to remember looking that up. Although it doesn't really get said said out loud in the film. Yeah, I mean, I think that the nod yeah. is the, the the makeup and the eyebrows. Yeah, you know, they've kind of made them have the same sort of sense of fashion, haven't they? Yeah, but, but one's yeah, hot, the other one's fucking just psycho looking. To be honest with you, I mean, I mean, I I stopped trying to uh, it sort of deeply make sense of of David Lynch um, films after I saw, I actually saw him do a talk. Mm. It wasn't about his films though; it was he was promoting transcendental meditation, but. Myself and everyone else in the fucking audience was mm-hmm. there just to see David Lynch talk, and hopefully it would provide some insight into his films and or, mm-hmm. and his creative process, which he did mm-hmm. by talking about fucking meditation. And he all but admitted that what what ends up happening is he has like three or four sort of story ideas, um, and he really likes bits of all of them, and he can't sort of put it together, so he just glues them together randomly. He all but admitted that. 
So knowing that now, when I go and watch, um, I mean, Wild at Heart's a bad example because it's based on a book anyway, but now when I watch things like Mulholland Drive and Lost Highway, it's like, you know, there is no actual deep, meaningful reason behind these character switches and, you know, all the rest of it. It's literally just you like these elements of these stories you'd written and then just slap them together and now everyone thinks, you know, all the fucking wankers <laughs> in Hollywood think that you're really clever. And um, so it's kind of spoiled here a bit. So it, I think I think when you were talking about, you know, how you think those two characters are supposed to be related, it's stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I just don't care anymore. Yeah, you know, there's, yeah. there's something he does in his films. Uh, there's a, like a tone and a mood that he does in his films, which I'm, I'm quite warm to or quite enjoy. Mm-hmm. But beyond, try, yeah, beyond trying to sort of... And I love, you know, he, he obviously loves jazz and you get a bit of that mm-hmm. in his films. And, you know, they're very Lynch. I like it. He's a uh, wicked game in this one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. Oh, I still yeah. love that song. He, uh, he's all, uh, David Lynch also did one of my favorite movie cameos ever in a very recent movie, um, which is up for all sorts of awards at the moment. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I don't know if you guys all actually, it's, it's, it's the Spielberg movie. Um, Meet the Fablemans. No, I've not seen it. Just to spoil, I, I won't spoil the scene, but he's, he's in the last scene of the movie. Um, and you may not recognize him, but, but he, he's playing a, an actual film director. He's playing John Ford. Who Spielberg? Oh, met. you've mentioned that before. Yeah, yeah you, Spiel- you, you mentioned that. On yeah, the, Spielberg yeah. met in real life, yes. and they have this scene, mm. and it's glorious. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, so mm. definitely check that out. Um, I I'm done <laughs> for this yeah. one. I, I, I <laughs> back in the day, I watched uh, the the um, the Steve Martin, Rick Moranis, uh, uh, Joan Cusack movie my blue heaven but i have no memory of it other than this stupid haircut um, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> yeah oh we'll move on to september i move on. i'm gonna yeah. grab i mean i mean hardware i'll mention very briefly because ben you and i that's that's one yeah. of the first uh, podcasts we did together when we talked about a single film um fucking great but i what the one that i've been championing and trying to get you guys to watch and i don't know if you did is a uh, state of grace state of grace <laughs> yeah, this oh, yeah, was uh, on heavy rotation with me and my college friends. So this is like 93 when I discovered the film. Um, and we watched it a lot and quoted it a lot and talked about it a lot. Uh, great cast. Um, I think it's uh, I think Gary Oldman is a, a world unto himself in this film. Ed Harris, I think, is also very good and has some great dialogue. Um, Sean Penn is, is that his most bearable for me. You know, quite like his hair. Um, and I think it's got a fantastic <laughs> I think it's got a fantastic ending scene which plays around with uh, slow motion and sound quite a lot which I think is very cool um, right I won't spaff on um, did you two watch this I did what I you, didn't what do you reckon <sighs> okay so <laughs> strap yourself in right? <laughs> so it you know the the the, the vi- I got I got some weird um 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 what's the what's the Brad Pitt one fucking uh, the Hell's Kitchen anything when they said it in Hell's Kitchen and they obviously are all they're all trying to do that that strange accent that they always have at the Hell in Hell's Kitchen the Irish sort the of, Irish you know, thing stuff. yeah 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 um so uh, and of course there there was a because it's the guy coming back to his mate, uh, you know, uh, you know. So Sean Penn comes back mm-hmm. to, and he's the undercover cop and everything. But, yep. but you know, he comes back to his mate, and there's, and then there's, you know, the um, uh, Robin Wright character, and and they they have a there's a few scenes that reminded me of uh, of was it Sleepwalkers? No, Sleep Sleepers. 
Sleepers, yeah, reminded me of that, you know, kind of because it's again, they're all doing the same accents. <laughs> and <laughs> um, I did, I did like Oldman. He is proper unhinged and oh yeah, fun in that one, yeah, oh yeah, um, a bit uh, um, John C. Riley, early John C. Riley, yeah, a bit of a doofus. John C. Riley, yeah, fucking skinny, yeah. Yeah. Um, without his round yeah. face I, I, yeah it was, it was good it was alright for anyone that's interested and doesn't know this this uh, on our intro this is the one where you uh, about three different places you'll hear guys telling each other to shut up and fuck you that's from this film <laughs> from one scene where basically yeah. they just all fall out with each other while they're trying to be on the fucking job and Ed Harris just loses his shit and beats the so, them up <laughs> so my favourite scene mm. I, I, I did, there was one scene that I really liked because oh, right? I didn't the scene that you're talking about the end where 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 he's in the bar is it in yeah he goes mode? in and just starts shooting them all yeah now I I I didn't like that the reason being because there because because mm-hmm. basically um because uh, Sean Penn's tactic at the end there was to just walk towards Ed Harris and let Ed Harris empty his gun <laughs> yeah. and miss yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, enough times for him to get close enough to headshot him yeah. <laughs> It's for him to run out of bullets. Nineteen ninety. I was like, no, he's uh, no. But the scene I did like, yeah, and, I, and and you'll know exactly which one I mean when I just say hundred yard dash. <laughs> I thought that was great. Yeah, I thought that was Nuts. really good. I, I'm not it. too sure about yeah. um, Sean Penn's girly running with his arms, you know, held up quite high. I mean, obviously he's trying to avoid flames, but I was like, oh dear. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. again, and, it, slow and, motion. And, uh, and not a stunt man in sight. By That's the right. Of things either. Yeah. 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 No, I, 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 I love this scene when uh, Ed Harris, when, when they all start shouting at each other, you know, fuck you, shut up. Don't tell me to shut up. You shut the fuck up. And it just goes on forever. <laughs> yeah. And Ed Harris yeah. has this line that's almost buried in the mix where he shouts at John C. Riley's character, who's meant to be like the idiot of the bunch, called Stevie. And um, he goes, yeah. Stevie, if I want your opinion, I'll dial your fucking asshole. And <laughs> um, yeah, and I heard I actually the, heard the, that I, for the I, first time was, rewatching it, and I just right. fell about laughing. <laughs> I, t- I tell you what made me laugh as well was that because that you know because you've got this situation where you've got the Irish Hell's Kitchen guys yeah. having scenes with the Italian mob guys. That's right, right, and, and, and so they have they, they have to make the <laughs> distinction between the two characters. You know, they have yeah. to make it really obvious. So. <laughs> The, the Italian guys are all like proper full on fucking bada 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Joey's got no um, respect for Tommy here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it did make me laugh. It was so kind of extreme. Yeah. But uh, without actually want, you know, being a comedy, because it's not. But you know, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Watch, oh, so same you didn't see it, Sean. I think you would have liked it, but. Yeah, I feel like I'm a third wheel here now. All right, well, you pick something. <laughs> no, no, pick something else. It's a big month. No, There's no, loads no. of stuff here. Well, you already mentioned. So, hardware is probably my my pick for the month. Um, mm. I mean, what can you say from from you know Tori Amos lookalike to you know killer fucking right? It's just perfect. It's do you know what? It's 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 visually and tonally perfect. Uh, right up my back alley. Right up my back alley, this film. I can't, yeah. Hmm. But um, the, the just one more I, budget required. No, that I would spoil it, it. No, I think it could have done with a, just a bit more budget. Tiny bit some more. Of, Come on, man. Some of the things that he was trying to do. But what's wrong but yes, with those, I, um, you I know, agree. those plastic robot arms in the shower? Come on. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's perfect. Yeah. Um, and it's got I, porkins got in mention, it. It's it porkins. Yeah. I've got to mention Goodfellas purely because, like Westerns, mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of well i'm not a fan i just don't like gangster films you know i've never yeah. got the good uh the the um fucking <laughs> godfather thing and you know all the rest of it but... watch theater, Greg, 
And uh, well, I don't, I don't get a joke because I haven't seen it. Jack's <laughs> so, film. All <laughs> oh, right, okay. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, no, it, but but Goodfellas is that film where you tell people, you know, even if you don't like gangster films, just mm. watch this one. You know, it's it's the one, and mm. I, and I tend to agree with that. Um, it's just uh, it's very very watchable, very good, very good performances throughout. Well, Goodfellas always gets all the the gangster plaudits, isn't it, from this year? Um, mm. uh, and uh, even though there was several, there was the King of New York, wasn't there? The Abel Ferreira song uh, in, in the same month, yeah, in the same month. Yeah. Um, Christopher Walken, Larry T. Fishman. Um, I tell you, I wanted to mention um, <laughs> what was I going to mention? God's sake! Um, you mentioned Harbor Death Warrant. Oh God! Um, I actually, there's a film. There is a film uh-huh. in this uh, month here that I was. Um, under under very you know extreme boyfriend duress was taken to the cinema to see and i thought i think you can guess what it is don't be possessed <laughs> no funny about love no oh fucking hell good i think that's a, a love film for older people that one um mm. hmm, i don't know i don't know texasville so i don't know pacific hikes maybe that might be a thriller for ladies don't know. Definitely not. No, that's my pick of the month in the way uh, of the other. Oh, fucking remaining. postcards from the edge <laughs> <laughs> at the top. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Streep. Yep. Shirley MacLaine. I mean, it's got Carrie Fisher in it. Well, nice, Streep's but, playing yeah. Carrie Fisher. Exactly. Yeah, because um, Carrie Fisher is yeah, yeah. She wrote, didn't she? Yeah, based on yeah. her. But anyway, yeah. So <laughs> that, I think I think that's I think. I mean, I, I I think that's the only film I actually saw in cinema that oh, wow. year. Uh, that uh, that month, <laughs> Pacific Heights uh, was was cool. I don't know how it plays now these days. I, haven't, oh. I didn't catch up with it, but yeah. I liked it at the time. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, that- I come in peace, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is interesting. That King of New York came out the same month as State of Grace and mm. Goodfell as well. Big gangster month. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, go on, mm. Ben. Uh, well, you know, we we talked about I come in peace, didn't we? We on mm-hmm. our Dolph Lundgren uh, thing. Uh, that was uh, a video rental job, I think, for me. That one, yeah, yeah. Um, mm, there you go. Apparently, David Kep's listed as a one of the screenplay writers for that. Fucking hell! Yeah, I, uh, I, I, Do you I, know I, what? Go on. I, I, I was just about to say. I don't think I'm. Not, I'm not even sure I've ever watched White Hunter Black Art. That's what I was about to mention. Um, it's, uh, th- this one I, uh, cause I watched it for the first time, oh, not long before we started podcasting, not long before we did the whole film thing. Cause I wrote the retrospective on this one when we, cause we covered Clint Eastwood. We did like 54 movies and I specifically yeah. grabbed this and many others, um, because I really liked it. So I watched it again and it wasn't quite as good, but it is still very interesting because it's, it's, it's a, uh, a made up version of the making of the African queen. So basically, Eastwood, who directed this as well and plays the main character, he's essentially playing um, uh, John Huston. Um, yes, and it, and it's and it is interesting, and it is and it's quite and it's only a PG again, but it is uh, an interesting character that he's playing, or, or you know, he's trying to play. He's, he's, it's a much much harsher character, um, and uh, yeah, there's, there's definitely value to find in this one, but you, you you need to watch it knowing what it's about. Uh, a little bit, yes. That, that it is about based on a true story and and the, and these lo- this larger than life character, um. But yeah, definitely a, a recommendation. It, it's at least an honorary mention for me for for the year, um. Definitely. So mm. I do recommend it. I also had uh, fun rewatching uh, Narrow Margin, which a uh, Peter Himes movie with Gene Hackman and Anne Archer. You know, stuck on a train with uh, hitmen on there trying mm. to kill her because she's meant to be a witness 
uh, to something. Um, yeah, and, I remember disposable. that. Disposable. I, I mean, you know, you watch it and you forget about it, but you but you don't not like it. You kind of watch it going, yeah, that, I I enjoyed that. Um, just uh, just just don't necessarily go finding it to watch again and again and again. <laughs> but I did enjoy rewatching. Mm. Yeah. Any others Here we go. for the month? <clears throat> Okay. No, although it is amazing how how many of these movies that I do you know, normally when we go yeah. when we do these things, it, there's there's a ton of movies. That I think no, I never saw that even back in the day, and blah blah blah. But um, you know, scrolling through, it's like yeah, I did see yeah. that, and I did see that, and I did see that. Cool. Well, yeah. let's see what Sean wants to talk about for October. October. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was uh, I was um, just I was just looking ahead there and reading something there about Troll Two. <laughs> 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 so maybe we should talk about Troll Two. Troll Two. Uh, so, so th- yeah, this this Troll Two is quite interesting. So I had seen Troll, um, which I actually quite like, and I, that's, I was just quickly looking to see if that's had a um, you know like a Screen Factory re-release or something like that. Um, and and I wasn't aware of the, the the cult status of worst you know best film ever made of Troll mm. Two. Um, until many many years later, and you know, and I, I'm still kind of like I still can't figure out how the fuck they they put together this piece of shit <laughs> and and labelled it as a sequel to this 1986 horror film that I've got sort of fond memories of in that kind of ridiculous way. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know if it's have you have you two seen Troll Two? Oh, ages ago, yeah, 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 back when it came out on video, and then obviously I've seen the the documentary about you know the, the documentary about yeah, yeah, the the lead the. The lead actor's now like a dentist, isn't he? That's right, yeah. In the, in the town it was filmed in. <laughs> Which I think is fucking amazing. He's like a, a local celebrity. But uh, but no, other than that, I'm just sort of looking through the uh, through the month. And I, I can see I've at got... least three films that I know Ben is probably going to mention um, for one specific reason. Sex! Well, why don't, why don't you let him mention? <laughs> All right then, Ben, why don't you mention go on, go on, ben, Henry yeah. and June. Oh, I don't I don't know. Henry and... Yeah, I... Well... White Palace, the hot spot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I... Oh, I don't know. No. Um, I'm just looking at... There was... The, okay, so we had... We had Tom... We had Savini's remake of Night of the Living Dead mm-hmm. this month. It's all right. Um, it, it's all right. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't a big fan of it at the time, but yeah, it's all right. Um, what else have we got? Jeez, oh, oh hotspot. You wanted to, yeah. You mentioned the hotspot. I watched the hotspot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all right. It's okay. Uh, the only thing about hot the hotspot that is um, Dennis Hopper yeah, directing again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just utterly perfect. Is obviously Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she is just <laughs> ridiculously. I, I mean, she's. I mean, she's gorgeous now. But I just, I forget sometimes just how flipping, just like this is my what? Yeah, this is my teenage crush. You know, <laughs> obviously the the, rocket, oh the rocketeer uh, after this. But this, think, this was, yeah, my, I think she was my teenage a lot of boys' teenage crushes. Well, obviously, yeah. yeah at this <laughs> point. She was never. My, she she wasn't mine. This is the yeah. way I, I liked her at the time. But mm-hmm. you no, know, I go back and watch things. I think, and I, like every time she speaks i'm like yep. even her voice is perfect yeah. uh, anyway <laughs> where steven's brunette <laughs> obsession begins <laughs> oh my god she was amazing to watch not in it enough as, as far as i'm concerned mm. like, i mean i like virginia madison but every time she was on i was like yeah I, i'm not into the yeah. crazy 
kind of great crazy wife. I liked uh, Don um, Johnson in it as well. I, I never understood why he didn't have a better film career back in the, this sort of time. Mm. I mean, he's had an amazing comeback in the last sort of five years or so and stuff. He's fucking knocking it out of the park. But I always, yeah. I always liked him. And I wasn't even necessarily like a huge, massive fan of Miami Vice before this. But I like the fact that he was doing mm. these edgier sort of thrillers uh, late 80s um, and this time and obviously uh, um, Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man afterwards of course yeah, yeah. yeah. plug 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 Stephen's yeah. guilty favourite yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like the fact that he's kind of I mean you know the the, the film is a you know it, it, it's a strange you know in the, the kid because he's he, he doesn't get the girl and win and win the day yeah, does he you know, right. he he kind of ends up having to be with uh, the crazy yes, wife uh, because, weird relationship yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because she's got the dirty yeah. on him um yeah yeah weird yeah, yeah it was worth a watch definitely worth a watch excellent and um, what else have we got this year memphis bell i did watch rewatch that's that was cool yeah that's i saw good. your your lots, you were lots. sending us comments about that because <laughs> yeah. i i saw yeah. it and i i had a really great time with this because i mean obviously it's yeah, it, again it a cast of names that you just recognize but you had crazy you, cast you yeah. had issues with um harry connick jr singing <laughs> i know he's singing well they the just did, they they just did that thing where you know they pre-recorded the song that he sings at the piano rather than let him actually perform it yeah you know, uh, I mean, they, which they just could have done something like that. They could have. They, it, why not? It's a bloody, you know, it's a it's a d- dance at a flipping in a flipping air camp. You know, like you know, I mean, a World War Two, um, yeah. you know, uh, Air Force camp. And and like, why would it have to be a perfect flipping studio recording <laughs> that they've done? Yeah. But they just have this weird audio, the switch. You, it's just so obvious where it's kind of just all of a sudden he's, you know, he's talking and then he starts singing and it's a just a totally different. I mean, it is his voice, but it's <laughs> yeah. just a completely different voice. Yeah. You know, I can't look at the um, title of this film because I because I knew uh, when I saw it on here I was like, oh, I'll rewatch that again. But because Sean picked the year, immediately in my head I see Memphis Bellend instead <laughs> and I'm like what could that be about some southern bar hopping twat <laughs> mm, yeah. played by Harry Connick yeah. Jr <laughs> sounds like a good film to me <laughs> Memphis Bellend uh, yeah. did you um, see it yeah no it was oh. it's it's good and like, and like you said the um uh the the cast is pretty flipping amazing and 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 weirdly you know a, a, a ton of sort of you know almost almost every person uh, 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 or certainly every main person on that crew yeah you know, went on for to have quite a career yep you know there um, are two guys in the 10 <laughs> one maybe two that i don't know from other things but everyone else i definitely know even like the little ginger one I know him from stuff, mm. and and the one with the gruff yeah. voice. That, that that's the, the two guys that are in the middle, basically with the guns. The one with the, the yeah, sort the of bully. Guns, yeah. I know him because he's a really annoying character in fucking Waterworld. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> yeah. David Strathairn, yeah. I think, was particularly good as the you know the commander of the base. The one he's getting annoyed by John Lithgow. Yeah. Yes, and rightly so. And I, and oh, I, and I did like. Yes, I, I liked his. Uh, yeah, his his stoic sort of um, yeah. charm. A couple yeah. of good scenes, especially um, with all the letters. Mm. I also liked weirdly. I, I when I put it on, mm. I'd forgotten, um, you know, uh, the, the details of characters and uh, yeah. from watching it back in the day. And, I, and 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 at the start, I was thinking, oh god, I'm going to fucking hate Tate Donovan's character. I'm <laughs> fucking hate him, yeah. you know. Uh, but actually, they the setup of that was really had a nice payoff in terms of the, the him and Matthew Modine's character. Yeah, Actually, uh, uh, and that kind of realization that that 
that Modine's character is actually quite codependent on uh, on yeah. Pate being there next to him all the time in the plane, you know, which was yeah. quite sweet. And it know. goes fucking dark with what you know Donovan <laughs> does. Yeah. Um, yes. With, uh, with Billy Zane's character, uh, Zane. I'm like, yeah. He's got a wig on. Don't know. Um, but yeah. But, but, I, but I, again, I love the ending, and I love that the that with Matthew Modine's character, they literally he is holding everything in until yeah. they're back safe, and that's when he whips out the champagne. Um, I thought that was a yeah. lovely way to end it. Yeah, good stuff. I, I also like the bit where where they take a bit of they take some uh, like a bullet and uh, in, on the plane or something, yeah, and, and it and everyone and so, someone's covered in blood. Mm. You know, they're all covered in blood in the cockpit, aren't they? Mm. And they're all freaking out, like uh, who's hurt, who's hurt, <laughs> and they can't figure out who. No, I'm all right. Yeah. Are you all right? He's all right. <laughs> and it's the soup. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's the soup that's been splattered all over them. Yeah, oh, that was good. Yeah, no, it's good. Definitely worth a watch. That one. Um, it was nice. It works. It's. Uh, did you see that one, Sean? No, no. I was looking through the uh, films for this month, and I'm like, "Fucking hell!" Like this, it's like a black hole this month. We need for to me. do. <laughs> um, we need to do uh, the, the Coen Brothers at some point. Are you guys fans of the Coen Brothers? Because Miller's Crossing's obviously come out this month here. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, do you know oh. what? Yeah. In in the in the same way that I am, um, Tom, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, oh, one of the Andersons. In in that I'm not massively familiar with their body of work right, but every okay. time i've caught one i'm like shit that's a really good film yeah this is um, another gangster but I, haven't, film. <laughs> I haven't done a yeah i haven't done a deep dive so i'm up mm. for it um because you know I've, I've got good good faith oh yeah based on what i've seen but yeah yeah, yeah. miller's crossing is the one uh, a, a, a big favorite among the the coen brothers fans certainly from the early work um, but it, it completely bypassed me at the time. But I saw it eventually, and I liked it. But because it had been so hyped up from everyone that I, that I had spoken to at college and whatever, I kind of went, "Yeah, all right, that's that's good, I guess." Um, so mm. I think I've, li- I've I've liked it more on the rewatch going going down the line. So I'll, I'm definitely going to look forward to watching it again. But I did not rewatch it for this. See, I, I think back in the day, I went from Raising Arizona to Fargo and missed Mills Crossing and Barton Fink at the time. Yeah, I went straight um, to uh, Hard Soccer Proxy. Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Gabriel <laughs> Byrne, though. You can't go wrong with him. He's... Can't go wrong with a bit of Gabriel yeah. Byrne. Absolutely. Oh, it's got a fantastic Unless, unless it's, uh, yeah. what was that thing? Finney's good in it as well. Uh, cool World. <laughs> actually, I'm a bit of an apologist for Cool World, actually. I quite like it. <laughs> <laughs> Got a bit of Keith David action with uh, Seagal, but we've already talked about Mark for Death on our Seagal show, so oh, fuck that. We have. Uh, d- seriously, seriously though, Ben, did, have you seen Henry and June or um, White Palace or what was the other one? With, oh, oh, the Hotspot you have seen. Yeah, uh, White Palace or, or Henry and June. Just No, the, I don't for, think for I did. Nudie uh, factor. I, I, <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, I, no, and uh, oh. I did see Quickly Down Under with our Tom Selleck. But um, yeah, no, and I probably saw Mr. Destiny. I think that I, although I didn't catch up with that because yeah. I, you know, so I have got, I can't, I've got fucking no bloody yeah. nothing down to say under, about it other than James Belushi. Yeah, quickly down under was a was a letdown for me because it was like, all oh, right, Alan Rickman's playing the bad guy for the third time because we've had uh, or, or or was it when did he do Robin Hood? Was it after? It was after this shit. Um, after yeah. all right, so when this came out, I must have seen it after Robin Hood. Um, and I thought, oh, he's playing the bad guy again. So is he going to be great in all of them? You know, Die Hard, Robin Hood, and then this. And then this was a bit shit. He wasn't bad in it, but the film was a bit sort of meh. Simon Winsor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, Sean, did you see Graveyard Shift? Have you seen Graveyard Shift? Not, and Brad Dourif and what? Yeah, rats. No, it's, um, 
Yeah, it's it's always been it's always been on the list, but for some reason I and I bypassed it. I missed it this time as well, it, like as in I didn't even earmark it. It will make you fucking angry, especially with Brad Dorf's character. And he is the best yeah. thing in it, but you will get he is. pissed. Um, well, he's, he's often the best thing in everything. Well, he's true, doing. Yeah. That's the pro- it's um, you know. the best thing, but not always the most prominent or well featured thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, yeah it's, it's one of these ones. That's, it's, it's a bit of a letdown, but it, it could have been interesting. Uh, Graveyard shift. I remember I, I did seek it out when it when it came out because um, it was. Uh, this is the time when you had just you know like three bloody Stephen King movies out every year. You know this Sleepwalkers yes, yeah. and all that nonsense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got a big one yeah. next month as well, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I saw bloody sibling rivalry as well, but God knows, fucking, let's move on. Sam Elliott. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the last one I'll mention in this month then is uh, Reverse the Fortune, which um, Jeremy Irons uh, uh, got some award uh, notifications for. Is pretty damn good, uh, and, and gives good one silver as well. So he's obviously busy this year too. <laughs> Right. It's about the Klaus von Bülow case, isn't it? That's right. It's, yes, I remember yeah. that. Yes, yes, I have seen that. Yeah, I saw it for the first yes. time, so I was uh, I was happy with that. So, Ben, do you want to take us into November? Well, I, I, the, the, okay. So, the film that was probably my pick of <laughs> best films that month uh, at the time, you know, like that I watched at the time, is probably a tie mm-hmm. between. Um, Predator Two, oh, which I, um, you know, I, I just I love. I, I don't I don't get the hate on that film at all, mm-hmm. um, and um, it's got to be Jacob's Ladder. I have not the seen that Adrian all the way through. Tim <laughs> Robbins, oh, fucking that film. I saw that film, and it just it it just kind of it was like it's it, I don't know. It's still just so disturbing yeah. and kind of, but in such a cool way and kind of it's so good uh, th- i think th- this is uh, yeah. yeah bloody hell yeah jacob's had just <laughs> just did it for me and uh, uh there's imagery in that that i can still kind of picture i didn't i didn't watch it again like recently i haven't watched it in quite a while but there's stuff in there in, in some of the kind of harrowing sort of hallucinating sequences that he has uh whether he doesn't know whether he's hallucinating or not in in that movie um where that still kind of haunt my imagination now in terms of I can still think of them, you know, and it's, it's, it's very effective movie. I definitely fucking recommend that one in terms of uh, uh, a bit of a, you know, uh, sort of head fuck type uh, horror. Um, yeah. It's the, it's the bowl. <laughs> anyway, you're selling it. Sorry. It, it's, it's a cycle. I mean, it's like, you know, it's, it, it's Vietnam veterans who, or Vietnam guys, you know, who are sort of experimented upon with, with, given drugs in the field and then having him having, he being a vet back in the, you know, back on uh, in America and, and right. having kind of just, just a very, very strange experience with mm. sort of, you know, um, with, with, with weird psychoses and stuff. And it's, and it's, it's really good. It, I, I mean, I, you know, it's one like of these a, ones where the, um, the, the ending's very famous and p- people can't do yeah. that type of ending anymore. Cause they'll go, Oh, you just did Jacob's ladder. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, unfortunate yeah. with that. It sounds a lot like a uh, the plot <laughs> of an episode of X Files, which they obviously ripped this film off <laughs> to do because it literally has the, exactly the same fucking plot based on your yeah, description. Probably, yeah. Yeah. yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you? What mm. anything for you, Sean? Well, I wanted to mention um, the that Frankenstein. 
Frankenstein Unbound was on my list and I didn't yes. get around to watching it, unfortunately. And I was really looking forward to it. So I was hoping that you two would would sort of... Um, I have not seen it. Elaborate it on like it. I mean, has. Michael Hutchins yeah. is in it. What the fuck? John Hurt <laughs> in a Roger Corman film. I mean, yeah. you know, Patrick, <laughs> Roger Corman directed it and all. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, do tell. Yeah. Uh, well, okay, so I haven't seen this since the back back in the day, but um, but yeah, I, this this was one of those movies where, you know, um, you just it, it it was like it came out of nowhere for me, and uh, and, uh, and <laughs> yeah, obviously John John uh, being uh, 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 you know John has one of those guys that uh, in, once you've seen him in Alien, it's like okay, I've got to see him and everything, and. Um, so you always kind of pick up on the stuff that he does uh-huh. and it's, it's kind of, it's like a future version of Frank, the Frankenstein story. And they've got kind of cool, weird future cars. And, you know, uh, I can't remember. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a weird one. It's worth, it's definitely I mean, worth checking out. It's a, it's a sci-fi horror kind of telling of the Frankenstein yeah. story. It's, it's been on my list for some time yeah. now and I'm, I'm kicking myself now for not getting to it, but oh, um, yeah, I was, no, I, 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 I I made it's, this. And it, it's probably shit. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, it's based on the book by Brian Aldiss. Uh, well, and obviously, you know, Roger Corman, the budget's going to be small. <laughs> you know. uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, 11, 11 million, it said. Anyway. Yeah. So um, it's, it. yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Just, <laughs> you know, I can't tell you, I can't tell you any more about it. Cause I was <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, I loved that at the time. It was like one of those ones where, where you, where we were, you'd get it out from our local video shop and go, yeah, let's have that one again. Mm. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Mm. A, a Mad Max. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the, the craze I quite recommend uh, for a British sort of gangster movie, you know, the, uh, with uh, Martin and Gary Kemp playing the craze. Mm. Uh, that's all right. Yeah. And Ed, Ed's, uh, uh, I mean, the director, Peter Medak, I don't know him from anything other than he did this, the first sequel to Species, so Species 2, which wasn't very good. But screenplay was done by Philip Ridley, who uh, passionate of Darkly Noon um, and has done a shit ton of books and and plays as well. So I'm very familiar with his work and he's very good. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, the crazy is pretty good. Billy Whitelaw is the mum. Um, Psycho 4, I haven't seen. <laughs> we, won't, we'll glo- we won't mention Rocky 5 again. I won't upset Ben. No. It's not Stephen King's. It was Stephen King's. It, but I'm pretty sure wasn't that meant to be a TV miniseries as opposed to a movie. It was. A, it was a TV two-parter uh, film, like three hours um, each, yeah. right? It was like six but hours it, in total, some shit like that. Yeah, or is it, or is it just I, I, three I, hours? I do think it got a limited theatrical um, r- release in certain territories, oh, okay. which is why it's probably in the list. So yeah. it, it is. You can mention it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it is three um, hours in total. I'm thinking of uh, the stand, which was double that. <laughs> yeah yeah the stand was exactly which I liked more yeah, it was the it was the same um, mm. deal you know yeah. basically a, a two part although I think the stand wasn't it three part or four or uh, was four, it just that that's uh, I think it was yeah. four part so yeah two lots yeah. of uh, four lots of 90 minutes uh, so it's um, kind of like a mini series yeah. as opposed and that was to whereas, whereas it was yeah and this one was directed by uh, Tommy Lee Wallace the uh, Carpenter's uh, fellow um, mm. yeah okay um, Dante's with Wolves is, is uh, as much as you, I say I've got a cost of boner obviously he's got another film out this year but this one it, it's still a film I've only seen once um, I, I, I can't bring myself to, to watch it again because I just wasn't a, a fan of it and I'm not because not it's bad just because it's not my thing so there is the occasional cost of movie that I just don't get um, 
For some reason, I had that I had that film down as one of your utter like all time favourites, no, and you'd have posters on the wall and everything. No, no, it's, right, it's, it's down with the postman you. near the bottom of his list, and he fucking directed that and all. Um, I, I, I saw <laughs> Dances with Wolves at uh, the Flicks. Mm-hmm. I think that was one again one of the ones this mm. this month that I saw at the pictures. Um, yeah, John Barry yeah. got uh, his, his award for the score. <laughs> yeah, so good stuff. Yeah, Predator Two. It's, it's, it's uh, good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it, it's just one of the, I mean, it, the, I think you, you just, watching it now, you would, you would just go, okay, the, you know, the, the, this is, you know, it, it is pure Oscar fodder in a lot of ways, you know, it's, yeah. it is, but, uh, you know, um, it is that kind of, mm. it is a very tr- well-trodden sort of trope of that kind of, yeah. you know, the white guy entering the, 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 you know, the, 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 world of you know the, the natives and all that i mean you know we were looking seeing that as in the 70s with bloody you know uh, dustin hoffman and mangle horse and all that so, or not mangle no yeah. dustin hoffman but uh, little big man and mangle horse with um uh what's his face richard <laughs> richard yes not, him. Not Dumbledore, Dumbledore <laughs> <Mark 1. laughs> oh shit it's gone so, <laughs> yeah but um, harris thank you but, yeah richard harris that's yeah. it um <laughs> Yes. So, but I mean, and I think it kind of, it's just one of those movies that sort of, it's fallen out of favor, isn't it? Over the years. Yeah. Um, considering what an Oscar darling it was. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I'll, I'll come <laughs> back. I'll, I'll try and come back to it. I'll never watch it. Yeah. <laughs> now, this is interesting. So Predator 2. So yet another film where Bill Paxton is part of a team and he's the one that gets fucking killed off. Um, yeah. How many times? Um, some candy. But also, having said that, I've just noticed <laughs> Hidden Agenda candy. on here and Brad Dorif's in that and he doesn't fucking last long in that movie. So that combined with the fucking rap uh, movie above it's like yeah. 1990 was not kind to Brad Dourif or Bill no. Paxton <laughs> uh, but Predator 2 is definitely on my list Misery is definitely on my list Misery but what I want to know is who's seen yeah. Robot Jocks which is so not on my yes, list yes <laughs> of course of course Robot Jocks holy shit Robot Jocks yeah yeah I'd actually uh, I'd rather no. watch this than Pacific Rim though <laughs> really? yeah fucking too right <laughs> Well, one is well, just because it's, it's like honestly bad. It's honestly bad, and it's like forty percent shorter as well. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> there was this. There, there were crash and burn, wasn't it? Was the other one? The, the now that one uh, I did like. Similar. Yeah. Uh, um, I didn't mind Robot Jocks back in the day, but like I said, I'm like, you know, it's obviously shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, or you know, short Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, there we right, go. are we moving on to? I'll tell you s- what. Oh, they, the 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 leg breaking in misery still yep. still gets hobbling. It's, oh, yeah. it's one of the worst yeah. fucking things I've seen in a film. Like the you know, yeah. you know, you know when you you know when you see a visual and you <laughs> can you know yeah. it's like the nails on the chalkboard thing. You can actually viscerally feel it. Yep. Well, yeah. it's just shot so well. <laughs> it's it's right, shot yeah. so well when, she, when when she's putting that block of wood between his oh, ankles, oh. and he gets an idea of what she's going to do. Absolutely. And the way, oh yeah, it, it's brilliant. There done. is a great uh, so uh, the, the screenplay writer William Goldman um, in his book "Which Lie Did I Tell," where he talks about the making of this. Um, he originally wrote it to have his feet chopped off which I believe is what happens in the book. Mm. And, um, and it went back and forth with the director, Rob Reiner, for so long saying that we can't do that. It'll be too much. We'll lose the audience if we, if we chop his feet off. 
And Goldman is adamant throughout this chapter that he wanted it to have it the way that he wrote it. Um, but it's only towards the end of the chapter where he realizes what they could have done and that it would have been too much and they would have lost the audience, so he did change it. And and it's nice to see a writer sort of admit uh, where he could potentially be wrong about, the, something, yeah. about something that he's written, or even though it's based on something else. But it's a really fascinating chapter, that one, in uh, Which Lie Did I Tell?, so uh, I'll, I'll mention that. And I, I ironically probably made it worse by not chopping his exactly. feet off and instead just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because the audience yeah. can... I mean, can you, know, you almost fucking feel that. You know, if it's an actual oh, foot coming God. off, you might yeah. be like, oh, well, that's gory and not give a shit. Well, <laughs> you know, I mean, I suppose if they'd done... If they'd done it in the way that the chainsaw scene in Scarface was done, mm. it could have been very, very disturbing, very, very, you know, um, very, very effective and yeah. memorable. And also, but like I say, that, you know, but then you'd have had an 18 movie. Yeah. Um, you know, um, because that is mostly off screen. That's right. As well. That's right. Yeah. You know, um, and it's Pacino's reactions to it yeah. that makes it so horrific. Yeah. And a, a bit of blood um, splatter, but that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think that, that, I mean, whoever, you know, the, the, the the hobbling thing. I mean, just the, the, there's a t- there's a few frame shot of the foot going. You know? <laughs> it's like well, that yeah. is enough, you know, because it's just it's it's, it's fantastic. But the, I mean, the performances. Mm. You know, we're we're fans of Khan anyway, and I'm glad he got to a, a movie like that in, in you know later in his career because he was kind of you know yeah. I say later, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. he, 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 he's famous for. Has he done? By the way, has he done a biography or an autobiography? Did he ever do a memoirs or anything like that? Who? Because uh, James Khan. Uh, because I, I want to read it if he has. Oh fucking! Because yeah, it'd be fascinating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All the all <laughs> the bloody roles that he turned down that, that <laughs> were massive films. <laughs> and uh, yeah, after the after God, the Godfather. Mm. Anyway, moving on. Okay, so going into December then, um, scrolling through it, there's, there's very little in here that I actually want to fucking talk about. I'm like, the rookie? No. <laughs> uh, Eastwood back again. I, again, a lot of a lot of people, you know, doing two or three movies in the one year. Um, Zephyr Reilly's Hamlet? Yeah, that's fine. Bonfire of the Vanities, I'll mention briefly because we, we are, and I'll say it now, we are hopefully going to be doing a Brian De Palma show later this year so we'll go we'll get much more granular on that one then so i'm not going to mention too much about that other than i don't think it's as bad as the critics made out but at the same time it's it's not uh, a, a masterwork by any means um beyond that i think the only one i'll mention which i loved back in the day is the alan parker movie come see the paradise uh, for uh, dennis quaid that was an interesting look at uh sort of war era um, and drama between uh, you know an American soldier who's fallen in love with, with uh, you know a native uh, uh, from the country, um, a, a Japanese um, family, and um, and their treatment in the uh, uh, the camps in America when everything the was yeah camps, thank yeah. you the internment camps when everything was going to shit um, yeah it's a, it's a beautifully shot film lovely uh, soundtrack on there um, and uh, Randy Edelman who I think was one of the co composers on. Last of the Mohicans, which is one of my favorites. Um, but Alan Parker, I tend to like uh, when he does stuff. Yep. Um, so, uh, but I think it's a little scene, this movie. So if you like, you know, um, that sort of subject um, and you like, and you know who Alan Parker is, then definitely check out Come See the Paradise. Um, beyond that, I'm like, well, I'll, I'll, I'll let one of you guys go. <laughs> Sean, you go. Uh, what it said was his hands for me yeah. all the way. All the way. Um, can't help it. I know it's a bit wet. 
but it just really resonates for some reason with me, that film. And that film, actually, despite the fact that I'm completely cold and dead and emotionless, that film will tug at the heartstrings slightly in the way that Stephen was talking about the uh, Costner, <laughs> Tony Scott film yeah, earlier. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. There's just something about the the sort of the the outcast, the monster. It's the Frankenstein thing. Yeah. Um, does it particularly well. Uh, it's also one of my favorite scores ever. Oh, yeah. Um, it's not, very good. Not oh, just yeah. By, and not thank just you for putting but, uh, me onto that about five years ago, however long ago it was. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. It's... it's, it's sure. Um, it's a master class. I mean, he's you know he's got Elfman's got a few that are that are right up there, and this, this is one of them. Um, looking at the, over the list for the rest of them, I remember fucking mermaids being endlessly on the TV in the nineties. <laughs> shoop shoop uh, song. Yeah, the fucking <sighs> shoop shoop. I think my sister really liked mermaids, um, but yeah, I can't really remember much about it. Although looking at the cast, and Christina Ricci's in there, and Winona Ryder, but I'll probably never revisit that. Nope. Um, and. And that's 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 pretty much it for yeah. me. I mean, you got Kindergarten Cop. That was another, you know, regularly on the TV right. throughout the nineties. And I, I think, I, actually, this is interesting because it, again, as, as like the child perspective thing, I think I remember being really confused by um, Schwarzenegger in 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 like these types of films, and like yeah. trying to relate it in my head. It's like, yeah, but he's the Terminator. What's he doing in this? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's interesting that, you know, there's there's been uh, movies this year that have made us all cry. So, Edward Scissorhands made Sean cry, Revenge made me cry, and Rocky V made Ben cry. (laughs) Yes, entirely different reasons. Yeah. Well, I would like to say that I'm looking through the list here, and I went to the cinema five times. Fucking hell. Well, well, Kindergarten Cop's easily one of them. Yeah. I'm going to say green card. Yeah. Uh, Godfather 3, I don't know if Ben was saw Godfather 3. Oh, fucking hell. I think I saw Green Cards in the cinema somehow. Oh, wow. With my sister. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the French actor. Um, isn't it? Yeah, yeah and, and Groundhog Day lady, isn't it? Uh, yes. Yes. Andy McDowell. Yeah, Andy McDowell. Sorry, I'm very bad with names. Um, yeah, yeah. Don't talk day lady. <laughs> fucking hell, I did, I did see it in the cinema for Four some bizarre reason. Lady. Yeah, well, I saw. I, I mean, I, I, I saw um, uh, that. Yeah, and I saw Awakenings. Ah, okay. Uh, Robert Penny Marshall. Slightly uh, film, uh, uh, weird trailer that sort of missells the film <laughs> as a oh, comedy. Oh my god, did it? Yeah. Did it? it Fuck yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, well, I've mentioned Kindergarten. I mentioned um, Green Card. Didn't see Godfather Part Three at the cinema. Mm. Um, and what else did I watch at the cinema? Um, Rookie. <laughs> Look who's talking to. Five times, didn't I? Oh, yeah, who's talking to, yeah. Oh, fucking hell. Well, yeah. I saw the first oh, one at the cinema in all... 89. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, au revoir, Kirsty Alley, she's gone now. Yeah, she has, mm. yeah. Um, Grifters is was good. I remember that. I didn't see it at the cinema, but I did see it at the time. Yeah, no, that yeah, is good. That's got uh, a John Cusack. Solid ending as well. That. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good movie. Yep, um, I watched Serrano de Bergerac, another Depardieu movie that month. All right. Um, yeah, that's 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 fun because I think I think a lot of people saw, you know, um, Steve Martin in Roxanne a couple of years before. Yeah. And 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 this is the 
you know, the first time that they made a film of actually the book that Roxanne's based on. Yeah. You know, and the and the, so it's a similar story. You know, they're basically the same story. Yeah, it's not a um, fireman in this one. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, and uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it, I mean, yeah, you know, obviously French language um, movie mm-hmm. worth a watch. It's, it's funny. Um, it's good. Excellent. And um, what else? Do, yep. There we are. Any, any. Edward Scissorhands is the is is the big. <coughs> I mean, yeah, I love that movie too. So, um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, any others? Uh, otherwise, we're done for the year, and we can uh, do our dirty dozens before we get out of here. Mm. Have, you, have you noticed Ben how it used to be like top tens, and now it's dirty dozen? Well, because like, there's the twelve year, months in the year, so we thought we'd make it twelve or two. <laughs> No, it's fine. I'm just being. <laughs> yeah. I'm just being a cunder. Right? You're being facetious. <laughs> well, have you guys got lists going, or uh, would you like me to go first, so you Ben can frantically scribble down twelve films? <laughs> no, I've done mine. I've done yeah, it while we've I've, been talking, yeah, like, got, I, like I list, said yeah. I would. Well, it's a man of my word. Nora, me. Well, well, we'll make Sean go last because he uh, came up with this one. Uh, is a prick. I'll, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll do mine. Um, a contrary bastard. And again, these are in no particular order, but the 12 that I uh, most fondly think of are Nightbreed, Revenge, Total Recall, Predator 2, Hardware, Pump Up the Volume, Misery, Darkman, State of Grace, The Hunt for Red October, Tremors, and Goodfellas. So Young Guns 2, Die Hard 2, yes. Heart Condition didn't make it. <laughs> Yeah, that's me. Ben, what you got? Yeah. I want to see what it's crossover. Going to be quite well, a crossover. Yeah. There's going to be some crossover. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've, I've got Total Recall, uh, Misery, Young Guns 2, Nightbreed, um, Blind Fury, Robocop 2, Darkman, Hardware, Goodfellas, Jacob's Ladder, uh, with a couple of honorable mentions, Gremlins 2, Back to the Future 3. Holy shit. I think we've got like nine crossovers there. Mm, yeah. yeah, nice. <laughs> mm. I've got Nightbreed. Big surprise. Hardware, Dick Tracy, Total Recall, Exorcist 3, Predator 2, Misery, Edward Scissorhands, Tremors, Back to the Future 3, Goodfellas, and Darkman. And um, Gremlins 2 would be a, a runner-up. Yeah, uh, that's lovely. You know what? You'll you'll notice, anyone, that my my, my day doesn't did not include predator 2 which i really love and it should have definitely been on there yeah. so <laughs> something's getting kicked to the car so that's what doing it while you're talking yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah oh I, I, and we're uh, never gonna never gonna let you forget that either yeah mm. oh well, uh, white hunter man was on all three yeah yeah white hunter black heart be. and memphis bell are my uh, other honorable mentions i've got to mention i scribbled them out by accident yeah definitely watch them anyway that was a nice little start to the year it's always fun doing a year in fact so much fun that uh, we've decided to do another year later this year but it'll probably be about mid-year and ben uh, has picked that one but we won't reveal what year that is suffice to say i'm not happy but, um, we'll, mm. <laughs> but whatever, I get to have another crack it again next next uh, January. So I'll just have to fucking be patient and wait. Yeah, suffice um, to say, I wasn't even born. Now n- next month, aren't we doing just a sort of a, a general discussion about movies that came out pre nineteen eighty? Aren't we doing a, a like a top ten? Well, not a top ten, but a ten recommendations of films that came out before the eighties. Is that right? Yes. Excellent. Yes, yeah. so. Good. Yeah. Oh, yep. I yes. just found my bit of paper and I found my list. I've got them all ready. 
going might go all the way from 1950 to 1979 i think so ooh yeah i'm looking forward to that um so again just to reiterate it's not our favorite 10 movies before 1980 it's just ones we recommend that don't necessarily get the limelight all the time so yeah cool mm. cool mm. can't wait cool. right let's get ahead and um, on. well we need to mention our socials oh so <laughs> Yes, before we go. So we have, as we, uh, Stephen mentioned at the front of the show, we have our new um, YouTube channel, which has just been created not long ago, and uh, we're going to add some exclusive content to that. Uh, so look out for Film Utopia and our lovely logo. Um, and also on the Facebook, we've got Film Utopia Official, and on Instagram, Film Utopia Official. And there you go. Excellent. And look us all up individually if any of us are on there. Some of us don't are. fucking look me up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then look me. I've up. got stuff to do. I've got, I've, I've got to work yeah. my ass off with the bloody YouTube channel. He's got films to watch. He's got he's got <laughs> films to watch. Like. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I love the way he tries to make Te- it like <laughs> technology <laughs> to learn. <laughs> How yeah. many films do you watch a day, Stephen? On average. No, I think I'm easier to film a day, man, for sure. But, 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 but films yeah, a day. that is me literally thinking seven days a week. So, but so if I average it out, it's definitely two. But some days I'll have on four. Okay, oh, see. Yeah. Like once we're done here, I'm it. definitely going to get myself a nice drink and settle down and uh, watch something. <laughs> and it's eleven o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To be okay. fair, if you can do it, do it. Yeah. If you can do it, do it. Exactly. Yeah, so awesome. make make the most of it while I can. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, right. Well, thanks, guys. And um, and we'll say goodbye to everyone now. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll catch you all in February. Thank you.